and welcome to episode 421 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name's Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the comic series Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And everyone's favourite Ewok, Tony Esmond. <laughs> we normally have to go a bit quiet before we record, and that one was extra long. It was quite, yeah, yeah, quite, quite, long, quite yeah. a long, difficult one. And I can only think it's because Dan said one of the worst things he's ever said just before we began. Which we can't repeat. Don't, oh, okay. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> believe him, listeners. Dan, Dan Butcher is an <laughs> angel. Said loads of stuff. <laughs> I said loads worse than that. Look, look, look. Let's not fall apart five minutes into the show. Yeah. Um, this, Save for ten minutes. This week's show, which of course is a Three Amigos show, and it's yeah. going to be a bit of fun. There may be a little bit of a pontificating upon uh, some comic news as as we record yeah. this. Um, San Diego Comic Con has uh, just is obviously just finished. Well, is it finished? Mm. I think it's just finished. Isn't yeah, it? as time lag, time lag. They're still going, aren't they? I suppose no, as we record. No, as we uh, when this is listening, when people are listening. Oh now, yeah, it's finished, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 live in the tomorrow, Tony, not the now. I wish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a couple of uh, subjects that sort of caught our eye or ear or whatever. Um, so we thought we'd just discuss a bit of them. But also, we're going to be picking up. On the books that we, uh, I've forgotten what episode it was, but we gave ourselves another reading challenge of, okay, yeah. I haven't read any of this. Mm. So we're going to give our little, uh, sort of, not diaries, but, you know, our little opinions of the books Thoughts. we read. We yeah. won't, uh, we won't, no spoilers on what they are. Uh, it's like some, a reading challenge, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. Some, I enjoyed it. I think we should do it again, but let's not just jump on it now. Let's have a, a, yeah, no, a bit it, of yeah. a consideration before yeah. we go for it again. Yeah. Yeah. I had a slight, a slight, um, Psychotic break around one. Yeah, I'm <laughs> looking forward to kind of working through that. Yeah, but <laughs> but what on earth sort of could we be talking about? Well, you find, you'll find out shortly. Um, mm. But the rest of it is just going to be lots of comic talk this week, isn't it, mm. gents? We're just yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you know where else you can find loads of comics? Comic, comic house. house. Yes, our lovely sponsor, an indie comic marketplace with a difference because they love indie comics as much as you do, and I, and Tony, and Dan, and I. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> and <okay>. I, <laughs> um, but if you go to comichouse.com, you see there's a huge selection of titles on their database. And if you're a creator, you can add your titles on there as well. Another avenue to get your work out into the world, as is the digital app. Um, subscription service, basically Netflix for comics. Sign up, get involved. Only like three pounds a month, you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics. Stuff is being added to all the time on there from guests past, present, future, and in fact, like loads of people that aren't even anything to do with this show. Um, mm. so, so it's a good way to discover great comics. And some you, maybe you've always been wanting to read and you never got around to. Yeah. So I know that certainly happened to me a few times when I've gone through the Comic House app. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> Ooh, indeed. There's a 14-day <laughs> free trial. And if you want to find out more, uh, go to ComicHouse.com. And thank you to Pete and the Comic House gang, as always, for helping support the show. Yeah, I was on there today. Nice one. There you go. We're never far away. That sounds a bit weird. That either makes us sound like uh, <laughs> weird, creepy, creepy old men or rats. Uh, um, we are creepy old men. Just don't want it to come across that way. I'm uh, extremely creepy, and I'm very old. <laughs> there you go. Two boxes checked. It's exactly tick, we. Tick. We are exactly what you think we are. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think that we are um, very excited about comics in general, then you'd be absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. So well, loads to talk about this week, haven't we? Yeah, loads. yeah. When we're writing our list, it's like okay. Now, I want to uh, preface this by sort of saying immediately straight from the front, all the opinions or rants or you know 
hypothesis or whatever we talk about is our own opinion and uh, probably you shouldn't take a lot of it seriously <laughs> because at the end of the day it's all nonsense anyway when just you, when bits you hear of news that have come yeah. out from a convention yeah. on the other side of the world yes um, so you know feel free to let us know your thoughts um, and we'll put the email and, and social media at the end of the at the end of the, the episode the best place to discuss them is the Slack is the Slack the Slack yeah, channel yeah. which um, about yeah there's oh, not yeah. enough people on the memes channel on there I think yeah. get on the memes channel that's gold yeah I love I, that I caught up with my uh, buddy Ian Matthews uh, this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's on there a lot. He's actually. on the Slack, and uh, uh, he's he said to me, "I don't really do social media, but the Slack's amazing. Um, it's yeah, fun, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's been in the rant channel today. I've seen him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I'm I'm I try not so. to be in there all the yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I hello, up, Ian. I looked up. Uh, <laughs> hello, Ian. I looked up um, Ace Trucking. I was thinking about buying um, a present of Ace Trucking for someone because somebody. I think it's because Cole had drew a picture of. Blard Nelly, right? Stuck it in online, and uh, so I was looking at, and it was fucking two hundred quid uh, or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like two hundred fifty quid on eBay. Uh, just, yeah. Well, I looked up that comic during the week. I saw a really crap comic, and I thought, well, I wonder what this is like. And then, I said, oh yeah, is it on the app? yeah, yeah. And it's like, is it on the app? And he's like, no, I don't think it is. So I looked up on eBay. You know, like, I get a crappy old comic, and I just read the six issues, and it's like each one was going for like fifty pounds plus because. That? I think it had like Greg Land covers, and I think it seems to be that <laughs> entire series Sorry. was sold on the fact that it had like Marvel characters in swimsuits on the cover, and it, it looks <laughs> awful. So <laughs> I read it as it's coming out. I didn't even realise it was about. I think it's about. Is it about Aunt May or something? I'm not too sure. It got trashed, so yeah, I was like, yeah. "Oh, this." I was thinking about maybe getting that for our next uh, reading challenge to sort of see. Just have all yeah, if it was is. on the app, it'd be fine, wouldn't it? Or yeah. it was available. Yeah. I mean, is it on Comixology? I don't know. I have to check. Some I may have stuff to take is. to the high, yeah. seas, high seas on that one if I can't find it. Mm. Through, uh, <laughs> the high seas. Don't know what you mean, Dan. No. Um, but speaking of uh, seas, overseas, um, San Diego Comic-Con has, has just wrapped up. And uh, there was some comic news. A few mm. bits of to- comic news and topics that we want to talk about. Some, um, <laughs> Dan, you are the um, you're the master of ceremonies for this because you've been uh, sort of yeah. keeping. Dan's kind of been keeping us updated on. Have you heard this? Have you seen this uh, yeah. on our WhatsApp? Look so, at these boobs. Yeah. So Dan, just uh, <laughs> take it away. Which one do you want to talk about? Well, first? there was there was a whole wealth of stuff. I mean, like congratulations mm. to the people who won. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, awards. totally. Man, no, people missed out. I'm not happy yeah, about. Yeah, totally. I'm yeah. going to go to war with uh, the Eisners. Go and yeah. trash it next time. Let's stage dive next time. And, I yeah. don't hold loads of stock in it. It's like nah. if you get if you get an award, that's great. If you then don't worry about it. It's not fucking end of the world. The, the award doesn't make or break you. Maybe it does in the industry. I don't know, but you're not defined by that award. I'll just say that. No. There's a uh, Danny Warren Johnson, obviously, fucking do a bravo. Nice. Yeah. 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 yeah, fucking love it. Well deserved. Uh, one that came out, it was retweeted by Perch, and I saw it. Uh, it's from an account called at uh, Deb Akoy, and uh, it was at the Dark Horse panel. Right. And it absolutely jumped oh, out I, at me. Can I just mention about the Eisners? Go for quickly, it. Go for it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's coming up. So I know, sort of famously, Zoe Thorogood, ex, ex guest, yes. um, was up for four awards, or was it five? I can't remember which it was. I think that was a little bit overkill, and I think her winning the best newcomer was spot on. I think that's fair. Mm. I think yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think she seemed to be nominated for a lot of stuff, and I'm not sure if a couple of them were quite right for her. But I think her as best newcomer, I think, works perfectly. 
I yeah. honestly but, think if you <clears> give someone who's an up and coming like that too much award attention, it can be to their detriment. It can hurt their their confidence eventually. Yeah. It can hurt. It can break them. You know, under the pressure and stuff. Yeah. She's only young, and I think her as a newcomer is what yeah. she is. She's yeah. had two two or two or three comics out now at this point. You know, that's fine. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. I think so, that's good, and she so deserved it. Yeah, done done two or three titles, and they said, look, this is the fucking best. This is genre defined. It's the best work ever. Where do you go from there? Like yeah. the net, you've also so God bless pressure. her. It's it's not the best work ever. Um, it's it's I've I've. I enjoyed her first book. I didn't really get a second book, but that's, I know a lot of people did enjoy it and it's had some accolades and stuff, but I think her as a newcomer, she's got loads of room to even get better. Yeah. 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 She's working on some very, very interesting stuff. She's doing Hack Slash now. Hack Slash, which looks really interesting as well. So I I, I like the fact that they put her in a comic that sells. God bless us. But but I (laughs) like the fact that she's, she's trying different things. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, to go from, you know, there's a lot of people that stay within the bubble of like auto bio or diary comics or whatever. And she's just gone, right, genre, just bang, just straight into it, let's fucking go. And I love that, that it's mm. like, you know, rather than thinking, I'm comfortable in my little sort of area, so I'm just going to yeah. do that constantly. I think if you just want to do autobio comics and be in that little field, you probably won't get a mortgage, will you? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Either, do you know what I mean? I wanted yeah. to get a few quid. Yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. Um, but Dan, yeah, carry on. Yeah, the, the, sorry, so, mate. yeah, yeah. So congr- no, no, no. Fair enough. Congrats yeah. to everyone who who got the Eisner's always nominated and stuff. Mine was robbed, but yeah, agreed. Yeah, totally. It's always robbed. Mm. God, yeah. we, there was God, we one love that one. I, I think it got a bit of attention. Maybe not not as much as it said, but uh, it was quotes from the Dark Horse panel at the San Diego Comic Con, and it's uh, it's important to remember that manga was made for Japanese readers. At Dark Horse Comics, manga is one percent of our output, but represents sixty six percent of our sales, and that's Michael Gombos. Uh, at the founded translation panel at the San Diego Comic Con, and I, I read that and I was like, "What?" And I had to kind of read it again. And I sent it on to you guys, and I was like, "I'm not so sure funny. what to make of that." No, though. I mean, manga was made for Japanese audiences. I, I, well, I don't understand that, but maybe it was when you know there was less of an internet and less of a sort of networked publishing world. But I'd they, like to see that they make them because... and sell them almost immediately yeah. to foreign audiences. So I don't know. That first line is almost nonsensical to me. I yeah, it doesn't I, make I wonder sense. if it's taken out of context. Because that's yeah. like, cause yeah, because that, yeah, that's it's a cultural thing. It's like um, certainly, you know, there's a lot of UK comics that are made for UK audiences because they're yeah. UK made. They're well, based in the UK. I, the book I'm going to talk about that, later man. was is very much UK and feels UK, but that doesn't. But it means it also translates. To the rest of the I can world, talk. Right? I talk to that man. Uh, having worked at No Braille, books come in. By the time they're almost finished, those books are being sold to foreign markets because mm. they're the places that they, we want to spread the love of these books. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's the same. You look at some of the really hot um, manga. Uh, it, it's getting translated virtually straight away. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. the readers over here are chomping at the fucking bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm on the the Berserk subreddit, and they're discussing every everything as soon as it drops they're pulling apart old pages and saying what's the symbolism of this because yeah. the artist yeah. mirror is like well into classical but, art and the symbolism how, how far yeah. do you how far do you break that down are comics that are made in england only from people in england yeah. what about yeah. scotland yeah you know, comics that are made in con- london are yeah, they only for yeah. people in london yeah. it's, nonsense. it's got to be the context because yeah. when you yeah. say it's important to remember that manga is made. important for what i don't yeah yeah because essentially <laughs> yeah. essentially um these the create the manga creators and stuff. They're just creating comics. They're just you know, and and as we've said many times before, the industry over there is a different ball game. You know, because of yeah. the way the way that medium is seen over there. Um, so 
they're just creating the best comics they can, and the world is exactly. just clamoring yep. for them yep. right yep. now. I'd be surprised if there's any any manga car who are saying this comic I am creating only for the Japanese. Yeah, I bet they're fucking not. Come on, yeah. No. Yeah. be sensible. Yeah. So you know, kind of moving yeah, on to the, the next this, part of it. The second yeah. part of that yeah. was absolutely astounding. When just, read it again, manga is one percent of our output, but represents sixty six percent of our sales. And that's dark. I suggest you. I suggest you, incre- I suggest what do you, you what increase the output. Then, yeah. <laughs> if it was me and I was looking at that, saying, "Why aren't we creating fucking fifty percent of our output as manga?" Yeah. Why are you not licensing yeah. more manga? I mean, that fucking seems nuts. If, if you was in a business, any kind of business, and one percent of your product range was generating 60% of your sales, you would increase that product range, surely. Yeah. 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 The Ford Fiesta is is being bought by 68% of our only producing one percent of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, what? I mean, and then yeah. there's you know, of course there's like lots of people like, Oh yeah, but we'd lose out on like you know, these sorts of dark horse series and stuff. Yeah, but if people aren't buying them, it doesn't matter. So you just so sometimes yeah. you, you just <laughs> yeah. gotta look at it from a business sense that it's like Okay, where are we making the most money? We got to make it from there, and that's sometimes that's when tragedy but happens can and be you lose like, the series you love. That, I mean, if all... you're banging out like getting more money in, and maybe the the manga titles that you're licensing can help bolster up some the, of the rubber uh, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. 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 To to not do it any other way is it's not these actors but... who do a big big blockbuster movie and then they do a small indie house yeah. art house movie. You know, it's the same, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But for me, like, there's that kind of argument about the mangas outselling Western comics hand over fist. And people argue against that. This, for me, that that what they've confessed to there, because it seems to be notoriously difficult to get sales figures mm. for Western comics. They seem mm. to want to uh, uh, make it totally obscure that you can. Well, I know the book list. Out. The book list has come out now, isn't it? Right. The one okay. of graphic novels and stuff, and um, Marvel and DC are barely in the top two hundred. Right. I think. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, but that even says to me that Western comics are doing okay, and manga comics are absolutely fucking crushing it, or the inverse. Manga is doing really well and western comics are just not in it at all they're mm. not registering so for me it, can you see more than that those two alternatives do you know what i mean it's got to be yeah. one of those we, we, manga's we, we, either doing we, really well western comics doing okay I, 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 manga doing great I, I, and, yeah I, I will say as well sometimes it can be down to um like publicity affecting that and stuff as well um i'm not really aware i always used to be really aware of what dark horse was putting out you know, to the point of like, you know, they were one of the bit bigger ones, weren't they? The bigger, bigger yeah. indies, right? Back in yeah. the day, and now I, you know, I, we've talked about Dark Horse books on this show. They create some lovely collected editions and stuff. Hmm. And sometimes I pick up a series and go, "Oh, it's Dark Horse." Yeah, I, you know, I genuinely I, think that's the same for Image, Dark Horse, yeah. Only Boom at the moment. I think we're not, we're just not seeing it. And the reason being is um, most of the sites that used to publicize them now are yeah. Um, yeah. are not. Yeah, you know. The thing I, mean, about, we, the, I put something in the Slack this week about the new um, Hellboy. There's like a Hellboy Hellboy Mech comic coming yeah, out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that looks fucking great. That's got um, a lot of. Yeah. Lot, I saw a lot of people talk about that. Yeah, Nathan was talking about it on there as well. I think. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. One, the one thing I'll say that Image has over some of these other publishers is the Image icon. Um, like wherever it is on the cover, I normally because I I normally, when I look at a, a cover sometimes I'm looking around to see oh who published this mm. you know that kind of thing, and image always sticks out to me. That's why I'm aware of so many more image books than anyone yeah. else because some of the other companies you're hard pressed to find who's fucking made it sometimes. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, and don't talk to me about Marvel's just putting a fucking load in the court. But again, I guess it comes back around to the <laughs> the, the comic press not really serving, not doing its job. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. Should be all over these fucking titles. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 you've got the sites that just do films and TV and and barely touch comics, you know. And this is some kind of fucking row on Twitter. And then you've got the sites that just have decided to go niche indie small press, yeah. and um, they don't publicise anything really like that. Trouble, you know? trouble is, when do you kind of start letting the algorithm decide what's get like? If you yeah. publish a, a comic and it gets ten views, then you publish one about the MCU and it gets fifty thousand. It's like. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to do that. Yeah, and it's the ethics of journalism don't really apply to any yes. science, do they? There's no. no um, there's no balanced reporting anymore or balanced yeah. so, um, this reviewing or anything. Shit. You know. Do you want some comp copies? Yeah. yeah oh, actually, the comic's pretty good. Yeah, the comic's pretty good. I, I, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know these people. I better say it's good. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I'd like to see like the next couple of years that we're sort of going. Oh, you know, these this comic comic book announcement that they've done at San Diego. It's, it's so exciting, you know, lots of excitement. There used to be a point where it's like, oh, what are they announcing this weekend? Yeah, yeah we used to chase it. I mean, I did yeah. get up early to look at the Eisners, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do. I'm, I don't have, I don't hold as much credit to them anymore. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I don't think, I don't think they have the right judges. I don't think they get the right comics. There's, how is King of Spies not in it? You fucking madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of comics missing That's out there. How can Dynamite. Black Sad be the best foreign comic, but not be the best comic? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? It just it's fucking like knocks it, them it can, all out. It only, it's it's, like, it's like an Oscars debate, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Is, why, yeah, is, is, why is that yeah. film? Why is that foreign film not the best film of the year? Because like, it clearly fucking is. Do you know what but mean? it's, it's like, like the BAFTAs a few years ago. Do you remember like Neil by Mouth won best British film and Train Spotting won best film? Yeah. And you're like, Train Spotting's a British film. Why didn't I don't understand? <laughs> it's like that, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting times, but certainly going back to that sort of dark horse piece. That's a real. I mean, for one thing, hearing that one percent to six, you know, and sixty-six percent. If people aren't opening their eyes to that, that's <laughs> madness. This is, you know, that's, that's crazy. A real fucking what? I mean, do they say much about the rest of the the talk, Dan? Is there much? No, what this about? bit of coverage. I, I saw she, uh, the, the the journalist or blogger in question, jumps all over the place. Uh, right. <clears throat> So yeah. like they're talking about age ratings in manga in Japan. He said there's two over eighteen and everything else. There's kids comics, tween comics, but yeah, that's not. It's kind of all over the place. So yeah, uh, yeah there's there's more journalists. I'm trying to try and locate that that bloody panel because I'd love to see what that was yeah. actually said. Because, because I mean, also a lot of them get put online, don't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and also like we we must always remember that whatever is copied and pasted into a into a title or, or like a first oh, paragraph yeah. whatever, is like well, a lot of these things are only about two you know, paragraphs you know yeah. you could say you could say one thing and you've said another five minutes afterwards sort of substantiating it or you say something shocking and then explain why what you said is ridiculous but the but they'll just print the bit that you said first yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to make you look bad so you know it's um or is this referred to often twitter yeah <laughs> Um, there's one kind of little bit amusing as well I was kind of thinking about that when kind of western creators say I'm going to make my own manga it's like you're making a comic you're not making manga (laughs) it's like for me manga's got a kind of cultural weight on it of like only a creator from that culture can make a manga comic do you know what I mean well I think that's fair isn't it I think it's yeah it's their comic it's it's just like that's, that's their comic like I can't I, I, there's no way for me to replicate that because I've not lived their life. I've not grown up in that culture and their influences and what they do and don't do. And I can't say I can make a manga because what I do is not, a ma- if I make a comic, it's a comic. And when people say manga is just 
the manga is just comics. Yeah, you're right in a technical way, but like, let's not pretend there's there's not a difference because there is. Yeah. To yeah. to say there isn't is disingenuous. Yeah, there is, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. In in format, in um, how they package it, in how they sell it. I mean, if we had a different word for the way we it. do our, our our kind of our kids' comics, like Beano and Dandy, and then someone from the other side of the world wanted to make a kind of Wizard and Chips about, you know, like. <laughs> Dennis and Menace getting slippered. It's like, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't think you're qualified to do this, mate, because maybe you've... we should brand British comics in the yeah. same way they've done. We should call it Branga or something like that. You know, make it sound cool. <laughs> well, there's a challenge for you. Yeah, I'm starting that now. That's not racist. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, it's different from like a, a kind of uh, a French creator making a, a Western uh, set in a Western comic like Desert Star. It's not like trying to be tell a different story in a different style. Like when you get someone trying to make a, a manga in the stylings with the same voice, for me, it just it never seems genuine. And okay. I don't know. I'm open, I'm open yeah, yeah, to yeah. kind of like if you said I got I'm making a comic that's like manga stylized or in the in a nod to or something, I've got no problem with it. It's not like I fucking lay in bed at night thinking, oh god, they're not manga comics. They're just comics. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it's just it's just amusing. Start a campaign. Was, yeah, Marks it's just amusing street. when I was yeah, I was yeah. thinking about it at the time. You know, like just stop oil. We could have just stop manga, couldn't we? That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> just stop <laughs> manga. We don't want that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love manga now. You know me. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love it. There yeah. you go. Yeah, it was a weird thing to take as a snatch of conversation, wasn't it? I yeah. think maybe it has been taken a little bit out of context. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just chill, like just fair enough. You can t- have a take on it, but like that may and maybe completely out of context that quote. So mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. that that seems quite a like specific number. Yeah, the number's interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, there was um, I mean, there was a few things announced at um, San Diego, of course. Uh, I mean, I, I was just scrolling through some of the. Um, announcements, should we say, the titles. Mm. And uh, a, a title that Dan, I know, has certainly been talking about, they've announced a, a sequel to The Last Ronin, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Really? Yeah. There's already been one. Oh. Yeah, it's had another one already. Another one already? This must be the third one or something then. Bloody hell. It said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin sequel hasn't announced. Has there been one already? Yeah, they've already done one, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, maybe it's by that creative team, but there is a second part to it already that's not very good. This oh, is this is yeah. the last Ronin two re-evolution. Hmm. Okay, oh, maybe this, was... this is a spin-off last Ronin they've done. Then yeah. I haven't read yeah. it to be fair, so I can't say what what's in it. Yeah, I thought um, that was a great standalone comic, like Old Man Logan. It's like I don't really need to see any more of this. But yeah, it made money, so you are going to see more of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm looking at me being fucking massively cynical. <laughs> it's not like you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, as well as like announcements of like some new comic series that I'm always like, okay, let's see how long, see how long they last. You know, I mean, obviously you want the you want the comics to be good, don't we? We always want the comics to be good, but sometimes like, I just think we're talking about naive expectations. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to move yeah. on to the next one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, that's although, a good, that's I'd, a good segue. Shout out, like Greg Capullo's coming back to Marvel. I think it's covers, isn't it, at the moment? Is yeah, that right? Okay. It, it could be, but yeah. they'll be fucking. He did that gorgeous. Wolverine image. It was like, oh, I'm loving yeah. this. Yeah, I think someone, I think it was Ian put it on the Slack, actually, funny enough. Was it Ian? Yeah. Well, somebody did. Maybe. Yeah. And then he said, oh, it's just, it might just be covers. But I mean, hopefully that's just, a, it might just be covers at the moment. You um, know. Uh, he's, um, he's going to be working on Wolverine and the upcoming Deadpool 7 Slaughters later oh, this okay. year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
there's yeah, yeah, a lot, so, lot of so, interesting yeah. stuff at uh, sending Comic Con. It's with like people like I follow tweet and send they're at it and they've got a table and doing stuff and it's like oh wow that's that's great. Well, the, the, with the movies backing off, a lot of people are saying this is the best thing that could have happened. Mm. I agree. Yeah, we're getting uh, a lot more publicity about the comics that are coming out there. That maybe this is the turn we need. Maybe this is. I the, think having yeah. the films there just absolutely sucks all the air out of the room. It's yeah. like yeah. it's just all about that. And oh, I don't know. Have you guys got Sky? Yes. Have you seen that new DC Comics series they've done about the making of DC Comics? No. It is the cheesiest thing. I almost uh, threw up in my no. own mouth. It oh, starts dear. off with DC Comics, the stories of gods on our earth, oh. created by spectacular individuals. You know, it's like this. You're like, yeah, what yeah. the Mate, fuck well, is this shit? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost as bad as that Dan Slot one. <laughs> that like was that. a fuck. They just trolled him, didn't they? And that yeah. one that yeah, was, it was just, like a personal attack. I'm sure very, he was part of it, yeah. but yeah. Basically, this like a man who does no work. <laughs> just making yeah, like yeah. this yeah. sleepy Dan Slot or something. Yeah, no, 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 just no. like this. Oh, I don't really do much. I just give like this geezer a rough outline and he writes the script. It's like you get paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because Dan has been in the Marvel office for years. Because if you hear his origin story, he used to be the bloke who looked after all the old artwork. That was right. his job. And then he sort of got into oh, he, he was a writer who sort yeah. of then expressed an, uh, uh, you know a need to write mm. there and eventually got a job. But he used to be in charge of cataloging all the artwork and returning it to the creators and stuff mm. he's probably on such an old contract they try and get rid of him and bankrupt the company yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when uh, he was like to us you remember the london super comic con he always waved at us when he arrived yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember uh, his missus came over and i was sort of throwing a few lines into her before i realized she was his missus do you remember <laughs> doesn't narrow it down though you no, that doesn't narrow it. That could, that could be anyone uh, it could be anyone looking at um further looking into it uh, i think it is just covers at the moment you're right Tony. Right, for, for, interesting. For, but hopefully, for, it's more men. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hopefully it's more. Yeah, it yeah. could be. You but, never know. You never know by the time mm. the book comes out. A slight but, pivot from gone. Yeah, but there was another series announced, wasn't there, Dan? Was there? The one. This one slipped my mind. The one I'm talking about. The the new series from the Marvel series. You know the, the one, one I'm weird? the yeah. Punisher one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Punisher. Yeah. Punisher. Oh, so, yeah. Sorry. So I've got it in front of me. Here. Vince teed that up. Yeah, fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> now, after all our belly aching a few weeks ago, that like they're just looking to fucking kill the Punisher off. There was announced, I think, about two weeks ago, that there's going to be a new Punisher announced at a panel in San Diego. Um, after I got a wallet that says Punisher lives as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been wearing my Punisher t-shirt on the morning run as well. Actually, this week, just uh, I've got to say, in, I honestly do not understand the what's going on there. Uh, yeah. Let me read. Let me read. Um, in this action-packed new Punisher saga, Frank Castle has disappeared, but evil will always need to be punished. With all new threats rising to claim innocent victims, criminals will need to be aware of a dangerous vigilante hunting them from the shadows. Enter a new Punisher, retired Shield Black Ops agent Joe Garrison. But what brings him back into action, and what put Joe, Joe Garrison on the on his path of that reads really badly? What put Joe Garrison back on his path of vengeance? And when the smoke clears. Will he even make it out alive? So I think one of the titles I saw is uh, "Do We Need a Blonde Punisher?" Or something I think it was one of the fucking stories I read. I don't know what that's trying to say. No, it's got a sort of reverse skull effect on his chest. Yeah. So all that belly aching about we don't like the skull. It, it's on there. Yeah, it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I he, don't really understand that. Do we need a blonde Punisher? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. I don't. I mean, know it means, means something because they've said it. I think it's the so, title of the bleeding call. Cool it says, "Will Marvel fans accept a blonde Punisher?" 
That's the title. To, 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 to be honest, the colour of their hair or who means you know, fuck it, all. It, it, mean, it, mean, yeah. it means fuck all. Um, there's been a ghost punch. There's been a Frankenstein punch. There's been a female <laughs> right. punch. There's been a black. There's been a punisher. black punisher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you want? Yeah. I think I. I just to me, I'm. I put on the slack. I'm sort of naively enthusiastic about this because he's a character I really like. Yes. Um, I got a bit like, yeah, but come on, dude. I got a bit of that as a reply. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'll take that. Um, well, I, I think also that's, you know, it's the, it's the cyclical nature of comics as well. Um, because why? Can I go on, go on mate? Go on. No, I was going to say, why do they think this dude is more interesting than Frank? Why do they think he's going to get loads of new readers and keep them? beyond what frank could why i'm i'm going to try and answer answer your question in a way and once again with my own opinions and probably i'm going to be overly dramatic about this they have fucked the frank castle character so much he is monetarily worthless to them the punisher name is not worthless to them. The Punisher name sells merch. The yeah. Punisher name Which, sells I, everything. I think, I'm not sure about this, but I think, is he in the new Daredevil series? Pff, who knows? I think you posted yeah. something up where he is. Yeah. Right, okay. But I could be wrong. Now, now yeah, where, wrong. whatever they've done, and I mean, we can, we can piss and moan about how at the end of the Frank Castle character, or, you know, for um, probably two years until they bring him back, and then it'll be like welcome yeah. back Frank all over again. That but, long, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to look at it like I mean, I'm like you, Tony. I'm going to choose to be optimistic about this rather than the pessimism because it's like, okay, the thing that I liked, there's no nutritional value to it anymore. I'm not interested in that. Let's push that to the side and try something different. And this could be written really fucking well. If it doesn't, it, it's got to be its own thing. Much like uh, I know, uh, I mean, the creators, I mean, Dave Wacht, her on the fucking art. Forget about it. I hope he's given fucking room to fly because that is yeah. an amazing eyes. And uh, uh, is it David Papozzi? I think yeah. is, is the right. He's a, he's a great writer, and he he brought up the the Johnny Blaze, Danny Ketch sort of yeah. the switch which does it into the fact that Frank's going to come back yeah. yeah so so there is that sort of like and I think that's how they're going into it it's like he Frank is there but I mean because for me when I came into it Danny Ketch was my ghost rider do you know what I mean I was yeah, un- I was unaware yeah, yeah. of that but there was probably how long had uh, Johnny Blaze been around before that happened Tony um, maybe Fuck 20 me. years yeah what was the reaction like to him not being Ghost Rider? I mean, I don't know. I, you know, this is me. I can't really remember because the press wasn't the press, you know, unless yeah, you read right. about it in Comics yeah. International or something. There was no yeah. real internet, you know, yeah. on Twitter for people. There was, I, I'm sure they got some angry letters. Yeah, um, to be fair, yeah, like, back, yeah. back in the day, if someone kind of like did something like that, you, you like, you look at the track record of the stuff coming out, which is for me a golden age, you're like, okay, let's trust to see what they're going to do with this because there's yeah. some kind of, there's some goodwill built up here that you have, you, you're you not have a new Robin. You have a new Robin. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Dick Grayson moves on. There's a new Robin. We fucking hate this. Kill him. Yeah, that um, was, um, that was uh, a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was extreme even for the time. Yeah. 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 So yeah. It's, it's almost like, yes, no matter what we think, like, let's, let's give them, let's give them the rope. Let, let's let's see because we want good comics and this could be a really good comic and I from what I read even though it's not the pun- I've got my Punisher that I love Punisher Max <coughs> um, yeah. you know I've got that 
that's not going away and i have i think i saw the- andy diggle saying when they you know they, they got rid of the punisher and he went to weird world to babysit a load of kids yeah the um i think andy diggle was saying punisher max is amazing yeah. what are you doing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'd rather whatever that Punisher became is not on my radar. I would rather have another story of like, okay, let's see where this story goes. Let's do something with it. Um, and hopefully they, they knock it out of the park with a great, great story. I because... think the difference between a lot of those ones that you compared there is mm. the fact that they still had the fans of that character in their pockets but yes. the thing with the Punisher is they've pissed on us so badly. I, I, I don't yeah. envy. I don't envy the creative team. Yeah, no. it better, like almost all of us are going. Better be fucking good. And also so the issue, issue you know, that you've I ruined have, it. Yeah, another an, another you, problem you've... we have. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, Dan. Like, another right. problem we have is if the creative team absolutely fucking nails it, right? Just say they smash it, and we're like, these six issues are amazing, or these twelve issues are amazing. What happens when they leave? Yeah. What happens when the first crossover arrives? Oh God! <laughs> That's but, what ruins these yeah, things sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Punisher works in his own little world. He kind of when yeah. it goes over other superheroes, it's kind of it did it max fine. But generally, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it. I mean, the way they sort of built him up to have that sort of like a you know that shield agent sort of background and stuff, they're totally sort of designing this so he could fit more seamlessly in with the rest of the Marvel universe, possibly. Mm. You know, Maybe, because yeah. you look at his weapons and they're like sort of laser gun. You know, they don't look like something from Vietnam, no. do they? Um, so, but but when you kind of bring this title out and it's like, if, like you said, if you're going for the Punisher audience and readership, you've kind of really annoyed them with what you've done to Frank. Yeah, uh, who Frank Castle's always been the yeah. Punisher from day dot. Yeah, and then the old the crowd that didn't like the Punisher, are they going to give this a go? Yeah. Maybe I don't yeah. know. They've, but, they've thrown a load of fans away with it. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. you, they, you burn, it's it's you just ridiculously yeah. long sighted, yeah. un, you know, short sighted bollocks. So kind of, you kind yeah. of kept a lot of the stuff there. You've inverted the skull because apparently the skull was the, a big issue with it. But <laughs> so could you not just change Frank Castle's skull to? I can't be believe. They I can't believe that, it, but... it was so terrible that the police were having pictures of the Punisher on because the you know it's not like the police want to punish bad people, do they? You know? Yeah, I, I just it's such a lot of that view is so black and white, and you sort of see it being espoused. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. fair enough. I, I um, can't have a conversation about this. Well, it, this is this is also a part of a bigger question with the comics going to be fucking really expensive when it comes out. Yeah, who's buying it? You know, even if it's really good, people are just going to jump on because they want to jump on. Do you know what I mean? They're going to rip it to shreds. And I'm one anyway. of the man. I'll be buying it. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm interested to read it, and I'm going to give it an absolute fair shake. I'm not. Going, I'm not fucking hating on it. I think it we were quite go. fair about the 12 issue run. Yeah. Then at one point, we were saying we were liking it. Honestly, when it first started, I liked it because I thought I, I was looking. I was thinking in my head where this can go. And I was like, they may yeah. be really frank. Yeah, I was up. the I was the pessimistic one from day one, going not interested. Yeah. Well, by the time we got to 10, I was saying they're going to kill him. And what yeah. they did is they didn't kill him. They just killed everything about him yeah. and yeah. made him a babysitter in another they, dimension they, they actually did make they did kill him because if he dies in the comic yeah. there's yeah. a million one way back but we, we, just absolutely to the molecule just deconstructing the character and destroying yeah. it we yeah. do what, like talking come the back Pan- from that? we do like talking the punisher on this show don't we because we we, yeah, we, we, all, we all genuinely yeah. like this character but like with this new one um there's something i i, I do want to see from it and this is what i think and it's purely down to the publishing house that are doing it that I think it, it won't have this. Um, they 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 put a lot of pressure on it, 
they've, they've done like, oh, but what is his agenda? Why is he doing this? Don't do that because, you know, possibly the reveal won't, it won't be good enough for people. He'll mm. probably be like, someone stole my crisps from the lunch, <laughs> from the canteen. Uh, you know, or, you know, there'll be a re- weak source reason, you know. It could be really dark, should, but I, I doubt it. And we also, should revisit they, it after reading the yeah, first issue and yeah, give our hypothesis. Yeah. And they say, um, what, what was it? They say that the 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 man might be different, but the punishment remains the same. So he's, he's killing, is he? He's got yeah. to kill. He's got to yeah. kill. <laughs> but isn't that like, like I said? Isn't that one of the? Wasn't that one of the problems in the, with Frank? That supposedly that was one of the problems. Yeah. The fact that he killed people without. Well, that's why I worry about those guns. Yeah. Laser guns, yeah. Are they stun guns or something? You yeah, know. they they teleport them to a jail cell or something. Yeah, Something's we'll see. Them. We'll see. <laughs> though. Do you know what I mean? We'll, we'll give it a fair yeah. crack. Um, but Posey... well, let's say we'll read it. Like, let's yes. read issue yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, t- Tony. Uh, yeah. And issue one. Um. Did, I know you've read this. I know Proposey wrote Punisher twenty ninety nine as part of the Savage Avengers when he did. Yeah, Savage was which was a uh, not a bad story. I think it was a bit. The problem with Savage Avengers, it had a couple of different incarnations. They tried to run it. I think it. they just basically did a really obvious reboot of it to try and get sales back up. Okay. Um, and it was it was not a bad series. I was enjoying it. I think it was broken up a little bit because we had that ridiculous Conan thing in the middle of it. And I think for that reason, it's not on the app. Right. Um, yeah. So I was buying it in issues. But there was a sort of uh, Deathlock thing going on in it. Um, there was um, Weapon H in it. It, it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of uh, balls to the floor, full metal Avengers kind of thing going okay. on, which is kind okay. of cool. Yeah, yeah. This is, I've just had an idea for um, a possible future episode as well, and we're going to talk about this live now. Uh, Punisher right. number one, issue one, is due out November the 8th currently. Okay. Um, so in November, here's what I propose, gentlemen. Um, we're all going to read this, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to have a Punisher episode, because we're also going to mention uh, like a particular sort of Punish, Punisher story. That we really like. I yeah, what's think. the bit to me? What's what's the sort of point where this is this is the Punisher to me? Yeah, mm. you yeah. know, we find a comic each, and we say this is what the yeah. Punisher is to me. Yeah, yeah, and okay. good. You know, and, my, and an, my... an interesting dissection of like what that character is when they go too far with it, yeah. when they don't go far enough. I think because obviously there's probably times when people have gone over the top. I mean, it's a, it's a character like with a lot of layers. I mean, obviously, yeah. you and I both just said we want him to kill people, and I still agree that. But I think there is an element of the PTSD thing that appeals yeah. to a lot of servicemen who mm. are into him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah. But the I'm bottom stay line away is from Punisher Born because yeah. that's an easy go-to for me. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the bottom line is. We are looking forward to this, and we want we want it to be good. Yes, so, yeah, good, yeah. You know, you know. We're not. Here's we're a not quick gonna... question for you: Who was the real name of Punisher twenty ninety nine? Oh God, I don't know that one. I didn't follow. I can know this as well. Pat wrote it as well. Pat and yeah. Tony Skinner. So I'll give you the. I'll give you the first name. Yeah, Jake. Oh, <laughs> that, that, that means nothing that to me. At all? Second name begins with a G. Jake. It's not Garrison, is it? Gallows. Gallows, yes. Yeah. Jake yeah. Gallows. Garrison's uh, the guy. Yeah. In this well, that's what, oh, that's what I yeah. wondered for a second. Oh, right, I, I just, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting times. Interesting yeah. times indeed. But, yeah, whenever we talk about like, like the Punisher... Always we get gets heated. Really really yeah. 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 Well, as we do about like all these comics, we just want them to be good. Mm. We do want yeah. them to be good. I'll tell you what, we're cracking on, aren't we? Should we spin it yeah. around to the comics we've talked about? Yeah, speaking of which, 
we went back to the well. We did a little reading challenge to ourselves, and we um, we picked out some titles that we hadn't read before, or genres that we hadn't read before. Um, and we thought, right, okay, we'll set a future show, and we'll talk about them. And here we are now. Look at it. T- doesn't time Look fly? Doesn't time fucking fly? I can't believe it's almost August. Let's not do any sign. Amen. Um, Gonna be Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the three, t- <laughs> yeah, the three, t- the three tiles. Oh God. <laughs> um, but the three tiles, I picked Strontium Dog. Yeah. Dan had The Walking Dead, and Tony Esmond picked Star Wars. Modern Star Wars comics. Modern Star Wars, Star Wars comics. Yeah. Um, a very interesting sort of experiment or a catch up or whatever you want to um, talk about. I- I don't know how you got on Vince, but I think Tony had a hard time with this. No, I had a psychotic yes. break. Yes. Do you, now, do you think we should leave Tony's one to last? Or? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It, no, Let's hear about the happy time. Should we head it up with a <laughs> hard one and then let, go let's, to the easy ones? Yeah. Let's let's on a, do you want to end on a happy moment? Yeah, end on a happy moment. That's a good way to go. I'll tell, yeah, yeah. tell you what, without, without any spoilers, I'll go last. So Tony, okay. goes, cool. Tony goes first. Okay. We want a happy ending, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we always give you. What? At least I'm with someone else at the moment when I get one. You know. Even though it is online, so that's yeah. in line how yeah. it normally is. To yeah. be fair, yeah, um, me and Dan as always. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we do not wank while we're together. No, <laughs> much <laughs> every time. Um, yeah, I do. Right, so mine one was uh, modern Star Wars. <laughs> oh, modern Star Wars. So is that again, is that helping? The um, uh, why are we doing this? Why are we doing? Bad. I don't know why. Uh, Haven't this is supposed to be the this is the main part of the show? <laughs> yeah, start talking about wanking. Oh. Um, Goodbye, so listeners. I, I'd firstly like to apologise to members of the um, podcast di- discussion section of the Slack because <laughs> uh, literally Friday morning I was trying to catch up on the books I was reading for this. Um, I think I'd read about four or five, and um, and I had to say on there I can't do it. <laughs> having a breakdown in this coffee shop yeah. i can't do it they're so terrible um it's i can't find anything good to, t- to talk about right so mm-hmm. i i a couple of people recommended some stuff and I, I i was thinking about oh maybe i'll just change tack and go with something else and i thought no tony behave yourself um let's try and think it through let's try and think of a logical way so this is where i went with it the ones that i read recently are ewoks one Star Wars 33, Star Wars Hidden Empire 5, Star Wars Darth Vader 31 and 32, Doctor Aphra 30, Bounty Hunters 33, and High Republic 8. So they're the ones I had started with. But I went, what is what is this all about? Now, I think there's just a number of failings or frustrations, let's call it that, in my behalf in this. I think, firstly, there's too many comics, and I think it's, it's splitting up the talent. There's not enough talent on them. Um... I write, as you know, when I read a comic like this year, I'm, I'm sort of marking them out of 10 enjoyment. Nothing made it above a three. Um, um, and I think I really became frustrated for two main reasons. I think firstly, in general terms, there's a lack of focus on the title characters or the characters you would expect to be in a comic like this. Mm. Um, instead of deciding to write about the in this this little area this little list of comics i read instead of deciding to write about the characters there appears to be either a writing decision or an editorial decision to make up characters and write about them and i'll explain that okay so that there's also um 
which I think probably for some people might be easier. They don't need to know a backstory. They don't they, have, they don't face the the backlash of Star Wars fans about getting something wrong. Um, and, but it does make everybody in it rather anodyne and uninteresting. Um, the art also came and went with some really patchy stuff. Um, Doctor Aphra in particular. Um, I was not taken by it at all. Um, it wasn't wasn't well constructed in relation to telling a sequential story. Um, is this, is this the, the, the Doctor Afra series? Yeah, the or... current one. There's been a couple. Yeah, because that's, that's a popular character, isn't it? That's a... Seems to be. Yeah, I guess so. You seem to see it a lot on social media and stuff like that, yeah. don't you? She, she's on there a lot. Um, Ewoks one. Uh, I will give the little caveat of reading Ewoks one. A lot of it looked like it was drawn for a Care Bears comic. <laughs> um, with just like ridiculous colouring and in the middle of it was something that was really good like a horror comic about a monster in a cave with the Ewoks um, what's that, I'll ask you again I'll ask you again, what's, what's the name of that scrolling comic we recommended about the animals uh, Stray, uh, Scurry uh, sc Scurry, no, scurry yeah. yeah, it reminded me of that hmm. and hmm. I was saying to you before and I'll repeat this, this um, comparison it's like going to an art gallery and seeing Finger painting by uh, Brian from you know four C <laughs> on a wall, you know, um, you know, uh, potato prints from you know Angela from six six B, and then you get um, a lovely bit of painting like a like a Da Vinci. I think, oh, it's lovely. And then you go now. The next picture is you know um, <laughs> painting by such and such from a class at school. You know, it's like literally all these just nonsense stuff in the middle of it. You get this absolute piece of gold. If I was that creator, I'd say, why the fuck am I surrounded by this bollocks? <laughs> you know, anyway. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I thought, right. So I, I had, I had to have a word with myself and I thought, right, it can't all be this bad. So I decided to choose one series that I would find intriguing, um, and go back and start from issue one. So I went back and, re and read Star Wars, Darth Vader. Now this is the Greg Pak story, the Greg Pak series with, um, art by Raffaella Ienko. Raphael Ienko. Um, it starts off really well. I have to say, the first 12 issues, brilliant. Genuinely, it's about Vader. Um, he um, He's kind of tested by the Emperor and disowned and escapes and tortured. And it's this really interesting adventure story you know fight space monsters and the space battles and you know lightsaber fights and all this sort of thing but it's done as a sort of psychological battle between him and the emperor and it it almost reaches that point where you think are they making vader understandable which is a mistake they made in the second series of films didn't they you know yeah, yeah. um and it does play a lot on that there's a lot of flashbacks which to be fair are with padme and that weird childish bloke sort of arguing and falling in love and stuff and I, I could have done without it but the vader stuff he's got this sort of android who hangs about with him there's this bounty hunter who chases him called uh, um ochi of bastoon he's a sith assassin um and i thought this is good the artwork's sublime like really good mm. um so then i kept reading and kept reading and kept reading i went i think i think i read up to i'm um, almost the whole run uh and issue 14 um, he becomes, he's barely in it, he becomes a co-star to this Ochi of Bastoon, who becomes almost like the main character for a couple of issues. In issue 15, Vader isn't even in half the pages. <laughs> I would describe him as a co-star at most. 
Um, issue 16 is about Luke Skywalker and Ochi. Barely any any um, Vader again. Um, issue 17, there's a little more Vader, but it's 50-50 with this, this um, assassin guy. The art at that point takes a huge step back. Uh, Ienko's off it for quite a few issues. Um, issue 18, Darth Vader's on it for four pages. Um, and it seems to be more about Padme and her handmaidens. Um, by the time you get to issue 20, Vader's on, Vader's on less than half the pages again. Uh, issue 21, Vader's on seven pages in the 22-page comic. And at that point, I thought, what is going on? And then it does show that I honestly think this should have been a 12-issue miniseries and it would be like beautifully remembered. Mm. And it would be a lovely hardback and everyone would go, and this is like a really interesting character study of Darth Vader. Why do but they... by the time you get to issue 30, it's about a sort of kick-ass team of female um, mercenaries. And Vader's the villain in it. Well, that's just any Star Wars comic, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. What's the point? It's, it just baffles, like... I hate to be the... Oh, God, do you remember when comics used to do this? But the issues used to be powerful. Like, when there, were, when there was a character who had their own series, and one issue came along that was from someone else's perspective, it was only one issue. That was a powerful issue. Yes. Because you saw it from another... You were like, oh, here's a character from that person's perspective. So really be one in a big run, it? Yeah, yeah, be one, in, one in a big else's... run. Yeah. yeah, totally. And why is this... What is this sort of like... You know, oh, we're putting you on a, on a Darth Vader series. Well, I'm not really that interested in Darth Vader, so I'll write some other people and have him in the background. Yeah, I, I don't. Is, know, it, is it an effect to the IP though? Is there someone you know, is a puppet master behind the scenes saying you need to lay off Vader you, a bit now? Cause you say got big that, plans for him. but it happens in loads of comics that are not like that. It does. It's happening you in get, Miles Morales at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You sort of like, oh, like this comics. We pick up Spider Man, and it's like, oh, it's about this side character. How do you mean it's like, happening in Miles Morales? Well, Miles Morales is a female character in there. He's sort of he's in a couple of I've read I haven't read it for months or so, but there was a last issue I'd read was half about her. Um, when that do, but uh, he's, the warlock there's a, one. There's a fucking film that's just come out that's all yeah, about Miles. Uh, mate. Yeah, I know. I, I that, you can't you can't, you can't hear it, listeners, but I've got my head in my hands. Yeah. Adam, Adam warlock, warlock. They kill him one. off at the end they of all. Well, they don't actually <laughs> kill him because he survives, but they pretty much they have a female Adam Warlock take over at the end of issue one. I'm thinking this came out at the same time as the Guardians movie. Yeah. Is this a parody? Like, <laughs> yeah, this, this is a like is when Doctor Strange came out, they killed Doctor Strange. Yeah, I just <laughs> what? <laughs> I've actually just gone fucking hysterical. Yeah. I use I use the phrase we used earlier, yeah. mate. Who are these clowns running it? Mm. Yeah, the idea of kind of like reintroduce, like having a character come along and then they they die off and they they get introduced to the next ones taken over. It's become so cliche and so boring. It's just. Yeah. Oh, can you not do that? Like, if someone's picking up a Doctor Strange comic, because they want to read about fucking Doctor Strange, not about side character B, who... Yeah, if you're picking up a Darth Vader comic, you don't want to read about Padme's handmaidens. No. With due respect. You know, you know what? Because no one, if you put a comic out that said Padme's uh, handmaidens, no one would buy that no, fucking comic. No, 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 and for fucking re- for good reason. Because no one wants to read about Padme's yeah. fucking handmaidens. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dad. <laughs> yeah. I was just, why is why are these why are these sales dripping are, are dropping? I don't understand. Like putting in the fucking handmaidens. Yeah. They love the handmaiden. They don't know. Must love handmaidens. Must everyone yeah. loves handmaidens. You know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, so my my experience was 
a mixture of good and bad experiences yeah. today, much like um, recent sexual conquests. The it's um, <laughs> I wish the uh, it, it had some just absolutely me shaking my head, going, "What? What are these? What is that? I don't understand." To go in, fuck me, this is really good. Like fucking uh, pouring really through, pouring through ten comics in a one sitting. I'm going. This is yeah. great. This is great. This is another great one. This is great. One. Look at this art. This is amazing. Loads of tension. Loads of psychological depth to it, and everything. And then going, oh, what happened there? Right. You know. Yeah. You know, maybe you need to call it when it reaches yeah. the natural end of a storyline. You got you nowhere know? else to go with it. It's like, yeah, but you got to do another issue next week. Oh, we've mate. got to have an ongoing Darth Vader right. comic. Since when? Yeah. Why? Don't know. It's strange because. There's lots of Star Wars media that I really enjoy, but essentially a lot the music and everything's a real big part of it for me. Uh, I've always struggled a bit with Star Wars comics. Uh, I think you mentioned this generally, didn't you, Vince, about tie-in stuff? Yeah. Well, I only really liked the first two. I liked Star Wars and Empire. I liked half of Jedi, but when they got to the Ewok planet, I went, this has just become silly. Not your um, I loved it at the time. Whenever you watched, I've watched, it, I was like, okay. I've watched the other movies, but nothing's really caught me like those first two. Put it that way. Yeah. I mean, this slightly controversial. People going about how great Rogue One is. It's okay, but when you put it up against the rest of the films that came out in that period, it's fucking head and shoulders above them. Uh, yeah, I get for you. me. Because like, there's there's bits in Rogue One. It's like this doesn't need to be in here, man. Like, I think everyone's trying bit. to do Rogue One in the comics now. Right. Okay. I think there's a bit of that going on. So you've got that sort of bounty hunter thing going on you've got the single female character going on you've got you know i think they're trying to recreate okay. that trying to catch lightning in a bottle like they did with um the first one this would be the movie bit, you know a bit of an obscure one but knights of the old republic one and two the games are fucking top yeah, fucking star wars mm. so good so well written yeah uh but yeah i don't know i was chatting to Eamon this week about cam kennedy and um his star wars books because mm. um he did a book with Tom Beach called um, The Light and Darkness War, which I did an episode of Mega Yeah, C. that's it's coming later. Brilliant book. Yeah. I, I really love that book. I'm a, I'm a real real fan of it. Um, but th- they sent it to George, to John, uh, to George Lucas, and he um, he hired them on the spot to do the Star Wars comics because of it. Right. And um, they'd never seen Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but they had to go back and watch it. And I thought, I suppose the Star Wars universe then wasn't quite as dense as it was. No, like, no. It was like a couple of movies and Splinter of the Mind's Eye. And you, fair, were, when, you know, you, once you start reading it, you realize it's the hero's journey. It kind of, okay, I got this. I could, I yeah. could, you could flow with it. And but, those uh, comics are beloved by Star Wars fans. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Dark Empire? I think that's the name of them. Yeah. Like that. yeah. I kind of, I've got to say, Star Wars kind of lost me. Uh, but that really. I ain't got the time for these things, man. The thing is, like, I read enough. I read enough comics, and I work fourteen-hour days, and it's like yeah. I ain't got the time. There's just like the comics now, the Star Wars comics. There's too much of it. Yeah. Um, they're just rinsing or something. I used know? to get yeah. uh, my dad dropped me off at my nan and granddad's, me and my brother, and my nan would always put on uh, Star Wars, what they right. now call A New Hope, and I'd watch that fucking. We'd watch that film every Saturday for like years and years, <laughs> weeks and weeks. <laughs> Love it. But uh, yeah, it's just not. I designed my own covers to the videotapes I taped off ITV, nice. you know, and stuff like that. I did love it as well. But yeah, it just it's... seems to be it's just sort of a pantomimey thing now. I don't mm. understand it all. Um, yeah, and comics is well, time to yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So from an up up and down experience of Star Wars to uh, Dan Butcher, another D 
different kind of experience. Yeah, I, I went into kind of a, a little known title, uh, The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard about this. Really What's it about? It's a refreshing take on zombies, which they don't really go for much in modern media. No, nowadays. they don't. I, yeah, of, I wish there was more zombie <laughs> stuff, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Anyway, but I thought ju- there spaceships in it. Yeah, <laughs> Jokes, joking aside, uh, <laughs> Robert Kirkman, Charlie Adlard, and Tony Moore and Cliff Rathbun, uh, I think like a lot of us, well, I'm speaking uh, a bit too freely there. I really enjoyed Cliff uh, Rathbun. No, Tony Moore's art at the yeah. start. Yeah. I was like, man, fucking loving this. And when Charlie Adler jumped on, I was like, it's like a slap in the face for me. I don't mean to be too disrespectful with the Charlie Adler's. It was work very there. jarring to begin with. Very jarring. Yeah. But I kind of, as I get into it, I've kind of like, I get more accustomed to it. But I, I find Charlie, Charlie Adler's work really just kind of, okay, fine. It's. Uh, I don't mean to be disrespectful, uh, mm. but it's like I don't pick up the comfort. Oh man, this fucking art's blowing me away. It's very right. kind of like it does the job for what it's doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. never never it's... a page or a panel. I think fucking hell, that is amazing. But or... it's kind. Of, I think in some ways that's kind of the point of of that art upon it. I think um, it's very sort of understated. And to be fair, Maybe. The, man, the man's had to draw some of the fuck, some fucking shocking scenes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, the the writing aside, I, I think it's I've really enjoyed it. Like, there's times where you, you and listeners might have had it when you're reading the comic, and then suddenly you're just you're there in it, and the pages are just kind of drifting by, and the actual sensation of reading the comic is no longer there. You're you're so involved mm-hmm. with the story, it's just like boom, 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 boom. We're loving this. Uh, I've got that so many times with this book. Every time I picked it up, I was like one or two pages to kind of get myself back into it, and then bang i was done i've done five trades up to where the they kind of have the governor and yeah. i found found the scene where kind of like he's sexually assaulting michonne was a bit like fucking hell this is mm. this is a bit much like it's quite a lot this uh I, I don't know how more how bad it gets from that point on but i was like yeah this is this is pretty fucking bad and there's lots of moments in it that were you got to just, the shooting in the prison haven't you yeah, the shooting in the prison, like the kids getting killed. That's the one in the that prison. got me. Like, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's phenomenal. I've really enjoyed reading it, and uh, I don't know why I hadn't kind of. I've only got the first two. I think I've got the first two trades, and then kind of just went off yeah. of it and didn't bother, and then just got back in. I've got a massive, great big compendium of it mm-hmm. here that I picked up on Facebook for like a fiver yeah. and it's okay it's i mean fucking massive it's like a brick yeah no matter your mileage with the walking dead some people are huge fans some people you know tried it and didn't like it i think it says a lot for that book that i think most people have an experience of reading an issue with hmm. that and that speaks of fucking volumes i think that that like in like an indie book like like a just a little a soap opera drama essentially that just happens yeah. to have zombies in it mm. has that reach I th- I think that's you know because of what it became like in larger media and stuff I think we lose sight on what a juggernaut this was yeah. as a comic um, it was doing big numbers I think everyone's experience I mean there's probably some of our listeners are probably be like, will be like Dan like oh I had never read an, you know I've never read an issue of The Walking Dead but I'd say for the most part Someone's read an issue of it in some ways, haven't they? Wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I like say it. I never finished it. I did. I did really enjoy it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah. I did I think, finish it. Yeah. I think because my son went off it a bit because I think he just grew. He just grew out of comics a little bit. But yeah, he he and I were reading it 
by the trade, you know, because we're yeah. big into zombie movies and stuff. And there I, was think, a there I was enjoyed a point, what I did read. Yeah, well, there was a point where it was the only monthly comic I was getting. You know, it was right. just, like, yeah. I didn't have the money to get lots of comics, but I liked The Walking Dead. And I made it to, like, issue 100. Okay. Uh, around around the sort of 100, and I just sort of petered off a little bit, just purely because it's, mm. it's almost a sense of, like, oh, it's just, I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> just I mean, can, when you're reading it, it's like, yeah. There's no kind of like big bad. Like what what what's the end in here? They just keep going on and on and yeah. on. Yeah. Like you can't see where the story's gonna. When's it gonna wrap up? There's never gonna be a uh, everyone lived happily ever after. Yeah. I suppose it's a soap opera like that, isn't it? Soap opera yeah. yeah. don't really yeah. have an ending, do they? And it, no. it, yeah, Kirkman's whole point was just an ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. Just Look like how fucking oh, horrible. You know, how, how would we survive a zombie apocalypse like day to day? It's like oh, okay. Let's so, just, let's see it. I was me and my mates at the time in secondary school was massive into the Romero stuff, and yeah. it was always like shit. What? How? What would you do if this happened? And everyone's got their own fucking theories, but like this kind of brought zombies back into the kind of zeitgeist to the point where they've never really left. Yeah. What do you say? They're kind of they're still fucking yeah. big big news. But if you do a zombie comic now and from now on, it's always going to be compared back to this title. Yeah. For good or real. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a bit of a juggernaut, I say. It's yeah. very impressive. I'm glad so, he yeah. did it. I'm good good on him. Do you know what I mean? I'm glad he made totally. a bank out of it. He seems to be a good geezer. Mm-hmm. Um from what I can see. Yeah. Still makes comics. I, I yeah. tried to go back into the T V series from when we said we was going to redo this. Why would you do um, that? Well, I remember like <laughs> the first series is absolute fucking gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dynamite. Yeah. It's one of the best TV first seasons ever. It still holds up. They're like, it's half hour episodes. You think they're like 45 to an hour because of the later seasons It's half an hour. Oh, okay. And it's just like, boom, 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 dynamite. It's so well done because you got Frank Darabont on board and then it kind of just loses its way. I skipped through a lot of the second season and went straight on to the third and there's a lot of time filling stuff because obviously the the budget they had to stretch it. Mm. Uh, but I generally prefer the comic because you can just do stuff that you can't yeah, do too. on TV. Yeah. And yeah. You, before, like in the first five trades, we're already at the prison, and yeah. there's the governor, and yeah, it's it's I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm. And also, I, 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 if, you, if you haven't seen it, you haven't read an issue. Yeah, pick one up. because also, like you know, there's there's dark material that Kirkman goes for because you can't do it in any other medium other than no. comics. He just fucking goes for it. You know, you, some of those scenes you could never translate to the screen no. in any way. So, but those scenes, if they, you did them in like <sighs> say a, a comic set in the modern day, it'd be way worse. But if you're looking at like the the apocalypse and people acting like absolute fucking monsters, it's like yeah, I can totally see that. Mm. they're totally yeah. people be acting it, like that it suits the way he puts those shock moments in doesn't it that series yeah. I think yeah yeah so nice nice was, one uh, cool Dan, Dan's experience with The Walking Dead so mine was a Strontium Dog <clears throat> as everyone knows I've got a huge vat of knowledge of 2000 AD and it's, <laughs> yeah. and it's so like, like on a panel. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that no, still no. was one of the funniest things ever is you doing that panel with two blokes who were Let's not name them, but they were quite strange. <laughs> and it just turned into me and you just laughing at each other yeah. about what was going on there. I think that's online, that panel, you know. God. We have to dig that up. Let's yeah. Okay. Just you grinning at me going, what's happening? <laughs> Some blokes started talking about God. And we're like, yeah, I don't like, know what's cool. happening here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, of course, like with, with Lawless, and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely being more sort of, 
not involved. That's that's the wrong word. But like I've I've, no, I've discovered a bit more about the two days AD characters, etc. But the fan favorite one that I always saw everywhere, and I knew I hadn't read any that I could remember, and I didn't really know much about was Strontium Dog. Obviously, a huge mm. fan favorite. You take away take away Dread, Dread Rogue Trooper, and Strontium Dog are probably the three that you'd say are like two thousand AD, mm, as well as Nemesis, Nem- Nemesis as well. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a yeah. good shout. Yeah, yeah so those yeah. That, those those four there are probably the the figureheads, aren't they? Um, and I was like, uh, I picked up uh, one of the Lawlesses, actually one of those um, big chunky, you know, th- this will keep your coffee table stay at a steady sort of like uh, collections. Uh, it's the Search and Destroy Agency Files, zero one. Nice. Um, Strontian Dog, Volume One. I just thought, why? Well, if I'm going to read it, I'm going to read it from the beginning. And of course, like like many volumes of books, uh, I think we can agree. Listeners, sometimes they're on your shelf, just looking at you, going, "Why aren't you fucking reading me?" <laughs> they just keep staring at me. Um, and I thought, well, what a perfect idea, because it was it was between Strontium Dog and something else, wasn't it? I I think my my pick. He was okay. having a toss up between the two. Yeah, and yeah. I'm I'm glad I <laughs> I'm glad I went with this one. If you haven't heard of Strontium Dog, listeners, and if you're from the other side of the pond, um, I would heartily um, recommend you find out more about this character. It's a character that. Not a 2000 AD character originally either. No, really, I didn't as, know that. As yeah, I yeah. as I discovered, because mm. and I haven't spoilers. I haven't finished this fucking massive volume, um, but it is at the beginning. It's a Star Lord. That's what. Yeah. I've got. Uh, okay. Who does it credit as the writer? Now this was a this was a question that I had for you guys, and you, you specifically yeah. Tony. Um. Because well, just just to give it a bit of context, actually, uh, Strontium Dog Earth in the late late twenty second century. There's an atomic war, which is uh, Britain has been devastated by nuclear holocaust, uh, and mutants essentially grew up, and some of them became went into bounty hunting um, for search and destroy agents. They hunt the criminals too dangerous for the Galactic Crime Commission. One such Strontium Dog is Johnny Alpha, whose eyes emit piercing alpha rays and enable him to see through solid objects and into men's minds. I don't know how that works. It's sci-fi. <laughs> Just men. Um, uh, this sort of thing, well, who knows? Um, but he's um, here's Johnny Alpha. He's got a Viking partner, Wolf Sternhammer. Yeah, yeah. and if you great. go to back issues of Dog Breath, you can find my Wolf Sternhammer fan comics. Amazing. Hey. And, and, his, and, his name is what he does on what he does on the tent. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is, and he's fucking brilliant. In it. And uh, alien medic the Gronk as they fight their way through the universe of violence and prejudice. Now, okay, we'll get into the story in a bit, but certainly this. See on the cover, written by uh, legendary. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a list of legendary creators here, written by John Wagner, Alan Grant. Art in this book by Carlos Esquera. Uh, Brendan McCarthy, Ian Gibson, and Keith Page. Yeah. Looking through these, and this is a big collection of like you know the four to six page weekly UK comics sort of tales, which was really my right in my wheelhouse at the moment. I'm loving those sort of that sort of rhythm of those sort of comics, you know, following. And to be honest, yeah. to begin with, a lot of them are like one and done sort of stories. Like it's 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 Johnny and and Wolf just going on a. They've got a bounty and they're going for it, and it's their experiences while they're doing it. Lots of varied sort of action and stuff. They don't always have credit boxes on them, which is if anyone who's got a history of like UK comics and stuff. Sometimes they didn't credit, you know, it's certainly yeah. on other pages, um, which is why whenever I spot them, I'm like, oh, who did this one? And it's, the script 
seems to be throughout the book there is A. A. Grant, which is come, comes later, but there's a lot of scripts by T. B. Grover. Yeah, it's John Wagner. Yeah, yes. if you go back, do you remember we did that? I did that interview with him. We yes. posted, and when yeah. we met him at Leamington, do you remember? Yeah, I've got a picture of us on my wall with him. So, so do I. So yeah. Do I yeah, 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 yeah. And, Simpler um, times. Um, I went through. I went through all of his pen names with him. I said T. B. Grover. He went, yeah. <laughs> That is, I read out a little list of them. So yeah. why? Because what? um, you could get paid again. Because they were they were careful. Because I, I think Eamon said it to me recently. Is you know back back then there was only that only a few writers: Pat, Alan Grant, John Wagner, maybe a couple of others, and um, they didn't want to look to see if they were monopolising. Um, uh okay. Yeah, yeah. So he was John Howard, T. B. Grover, Mike Stott, Keith um, K. E. E. F. Ripley, Rick Clark. Ryan Scooter. He was quite a few people. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, I mean, whoever these, you know, pen names aside, I mean, these are just fucking awesome stories. I, I'm I'm having great fun reading this. Sort of chip. I read know. that before I, I went back and read that volume and the next one before I started writing for Dog Breath. Um, and uh, yeah, I loved it, man. The, I think it, the, you forget. There's there is a mixture of artists, yeah. Um, and that those volumes you've got are just black and white, and there was some obviously some color work done. Yeah, there was um, some color work, and and to be honest, like it's not reproduced brilliantly. They're, no, they're, they're, they're so, certainly with yeah. those color pages as as they have with like the UK British comics. Sometimes you have a lovely sort of double page spread that's like in color, don't you? And yeah. it's almost like they've it's almost like a photocopy in some ways. The way it's it is, you know, it's it is. to the yeah. point where some yeah. of like the narration boxes are like, what does that say? Yeah, it's not great. Um, which is a shame. But, yeah. but still, the but the consistency of the Carlos work, I think, is where I really love it. I think, yeah, it's you know, it's just, just he bangs phenomenal. it out of the park every time, doesn't he? Yeah. For a while, you know, absolutely, yeah. just fucking phenomenal. I, I know, maybe it's often said, but like, I always see Johnny Alpha's fucking uh, outlaw Wales, uh, outlaw Josie Wales, Clint Eastwood, yeah, 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 yeah. With, just... with with Kevin Keegan's hair, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and we've we've talked about this before. This is the bit of trivia, isn't it? Who plays him in the big big finish audios? Uh, uh, Simon Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, yeah, yeah. And pl- and who plays one of the big villains? Jacqueline Pierce, Serverland. Wow, okay. Wow. That yeah, seems a bit miscast. Yeah, it was Pegg. a bit. It's Simon Pegg trying to sound tough, and it, it don't yeah. quite work because he tries yeah. to sound. Yeah. He tries to put on that voice in uh, Hot Fuzz, and it sounds like he's trying to be a tough guy. But it works because he, he isn't one. Oh, it's, so, it's like, okay. Yeah, it's like when they, yeah. like, but I'm like, not sure John, if it works in that. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Alpha dialogue, for instance, like, against normal men, chameleon cloaks are unbeatable, but they forget I'm no normal man. Whereas, mm. like, you probably go, against normal men, yeah. chameleon cloaks are unbeatable. Yeah. Though. You know, that's, well, I, hear, I yeah. hear Clint for him and for Dread. Yes. I don't know why. I hear Clint Eastwood for both of them. They I mean they have stood next to each other in a couple of comics, haven't they? And they yeah. there is a there is a similarity there, I think. You yeah. know, but I think for because of Carlos is art. I watched that Heartbreak Ridge the other day and I was like, This is fucking dread. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Clint yeah. Eastwood. Oh, I need to watch that again. That, that old Marine just like this is fucking dread. Yeah. But the yeah. the what I love about this as well, um you know, why well, I'm just gonna keep I'm just gonna keep reading these stories. It's just the the good old fashioned sort of a you know, there is adventure. You know, it's proper each one a mission and I know slowly that the stories they build upon the story of this character and it's you know, the layers, they strip away layers and they, they do even more with it. Um but there's there's a real just 
just absolutely wonderful sci-fi action mm. you know oh, yeah. it, it doesn't fuck about right mm. i mean like in one of the first stories it's like set fa- set blasters to flesh flesh why have you got a flesh setting um on your, on your blaster like nothing yeah yeah i was about to say i love the angle they're hated everyone fucking hates it. that's the one of the things that struck me about this because because yeah. i mm. also went into it thinking this is weekly british kids comics okay yeah and, and i know two things yeah you know, I mean, this it doesn't. It went into two days in AD, but for instance, it's very most, much like it. Yeah, yeah. You had yeah. robusters in this when it started yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, obviously, it's sort of very punk. You know, it's got a punk yeah. sort of aesthetic. You know, yeah. it, it's sort of grown up, grown up stories for kids that want to read them, hmm. um, and riding that fine line. But what they what they talk about in this, like the prejudice. And like, yeah. um, it's from the moment. Like when I first started reading it, and I went into, like I say, I went into this cold, and I, you, you kind of get aware of like, you know, oh, you know, they're hated and feared. You know, mut, mut, mutants. Uh, you know, it, it's that sort of racism, sort of allegory kind of thing. Yeah. And it's from the fucking offset immediately how much how yeah. hated this character is, this hero, and all the way through, like to the point where. They do a job and they get they get the money, um, but they give the money away to like uh, there's like a homeless guy because it's yeah. like well well fuck them you know he's really noble and just and yeah honourable uh, yeah. for the most part yeah so when you see him being treated like that man this is fucking deeply wrong but yeah. it also it kind of helps you be so much more on his side yeah it also like, it also from for me who was at the time we were also reading X Men comics it's like. Yeah, these are real mutants in a yes, way compared yeah. to all these like glamorous looking people yeah, in the X Men yeah. comics. The, you know? the, yeah, there's a rival bounty hunter that has like two faces, like his head is like. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, um, which is a sort of rivalry which goes through eight seven. Who's the dude stories. with his face on his knee? Who's that dude? Oh, I always forget. God, yeah. um, they really I, fucking lucked out when they got their mutation, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like another thing that struck me because I just like fucking cool ideas in sci-fi as well and like cool weapons and just action and I know Dan talked about it like when we brought up Strontium Dog and, and Dan certainly mentioned oh when they use this thing or this or that, those fucking uh, the time mines the time the mines and the time stuff is fucking crazy yeah but it's just perfection like yeah. I'm going to set this mine for like they're being chased at one point and he throws this mine and these people are chasing them and then they go then they but he, he sets it to like three seconds, you know, because when we say time mines, don't worry, they're not, it's not like, we're not talking like huge gaps in time, no. um, certainly in the stories I read, but like three seconds. So these people that, that round a corner and chasing after them, they're going to keep doing that because they hit the mine and they're going to keep doing it. And then Johnny Alpha's like, yeah, they're going to do that until they die of starvation. I'm like, fucking, yeah, fucking, fucking hell. hell. All the... This is one of the an amazing um, scene in one of the early ones. There's a guy that's basically going to blow up this whole um, sort of starship, and he's planting a bomb uh, on it. And the way that they get, you know, they they work together and get around it is he throws one of these time mine. Yeah, what was it? It's um, is it a time bomb? Um, I can't remember the actual name of them. But yeah, it's a, yeah, is a yeah because Wolf goes, how long was a der time bomb set for? Um, so what Johnny does, he he throws this grenade because they're essentially grenades, and he throws it into where this guy's setting the setting the bomb, and this grenade he sets it to two days in the future, 
and I've, I've I made a tab on this page because like it immediately cuts to two days later quirky and part of the office reappeared but by then the planet Kator had moved on through space that's fucking gold and it, he had only a single instant to understand before the coldness of the vacuum froze his body to a solid lump of ice <laughs> he's fucking genius absolute fucking genius just sending someone for it I just like there's so many great and this is just right at the fucking beginning yeah. um but one of the things that got me was the Gronk aliens, which are yeah, completely great. Mm. Yeah, Gronk yeah. is great. The first one that you meet, I because I've seen I've seen fan art, I've seen like obviously artist depictions of uh, Wolf uh, Wolf's sort of look, and he's got that sort of Viking look, and he's got like a fur sort of shoulder pad. How he gets that shoulder pad? <laughs> fucking! I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was um okay, um but beautiful. I'm not going to spoil it, folks. But like, because uh, it, it there's so many great ideas about this, and like Johnny Alpha's got a blaster that he can pull the trigger, but he can set when the blast starts. The range, yeah, which is which amazing. Re- which handy when you got X-ray vision. Yeah, and have you got to the have you got to the Hitler bit yet? No, no, the Hitler's oh, on the yeah. back. Hitler's on the back of, of this one. So uh, on the on the back cover, yeah. Um, when he goes back with Jurem uh, Red to save Ronald Reagan, that's a fucking another highlight. Yeah, yeah. Not so spoilers. It, Do you know what happens with Wolf Vince? No. Okay, okay. Talk we can't about say. It. We won't say. Okay. Yeah, but, I wrote um, some Dur- Durham Red uh, fan comics as well. I'd like to point out. Uh, yeah, yeah. And a Cat Slater one. Yes, that'll yeah. never see the light. That'll never see the light again. But yeah, this is just like a great character, um, you know, that I didn't know anything of, and I've drawn a picture or two of him in, in my time as well. So um, it's just good. Not... But I did think, like, what is the deal with that character right now? Because he hasn't been around for years. Is it? What? what it's. Am I am I completely oh, unaware or missing? What, what Strontium Dog? Yeah, yeah. Strontium Dog. No, because Carlos is gone. Okay. But, yeah, I think that's the reason. Oh, okay. Okay, I wasn't sure. Like even before I guess that, that's, I think that's. But but yeah. even before then, like over the past like decade or so, like, you know. Yeah, there was some um, more recent that not long before he passed away. There was there was a couple of things going on. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, yeah. I do remember yeah. reading yeah. some in the you know in the nineties when kind of two thousand AD was kind of didn't know what to do with itself and it was like this really scratchy painty style and I was like don't like this yeah they 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 skipped about a, a bit on a few things I mean there's a few regrets from 2000D from the 90s and there yeah off Robo Hunter but yeah there's a few things that went on back then but yeah I think they kind of pulled it around at the end there right, and they went nice. right this is what it should be okay. yeah and there's been a couple of different audio plays and stuff like that but typical of 2000D you know we, we we're just you know what is being described as the end of you know the comics comic adaption superhero period in movies what did we get from 2000AD now the dread dread Richard 2012 fuck. fucking great yeah, yeah. but why yeah. isn't there a Strontium dog movie yeah. why isn't there a Slane movie why isn't yeah. there a nemesis movie Robusters, ABC Warriors. I mean, Slane yeah. seems an easy one to go for. I don't yeah. know why. You... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Dread, fucking man, uh, that clip's popped up on YouTube, and I was like, I've got to watch this again. Yeah, such so well love done. That, love that. Film. But do you remember at the fortieth they'd announced, which is how many years ago now? Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, they, it's they almost forty years the... since we went there. Um... <laughs> yeah, they announced yeah. That they had the studio built and everything. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, it's um... annoying to think that they were going forward with that, and I think you just kind of hit the. The blocks in it 
Yeah, I wonder Urban, if it was a, it was a it, COVID thing or something. Yeah. 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 So, you know, but despite all of that, whatever happens with, like, you know, just adapting. the comics. There is a absolute treasure trove of mm. old classic books that are in these collections that you can pick up from eBay or, you know, just find them. You know, it, there's so much joy to be had from them. And I'm, oh, I'm man, glad. Some of those 2000 AD um, collections are absolute fucking gold. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. they. Like I say, I, I reread the whole of the ABC Warriors and Robusters five or six great. years ago. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Or we did the same with Nemesis, you know. Just brilliant. I did a load with the the, uh, the the case files of Dread and stuff like that. Some brilliant stuff there, man. It's got some absolute gold. Yeah. And Starlord had some good stuff as well. You know, that's where like I said, that's where Robusters. I think it was was the mind of Wolfie Smith in there, I can't remember now. But you know, there's know. these sort of stories, you know. Yeah. Um But but certainly um you know, if there's a character you're that's on your periphery and you're kind of intrigued, treat about it, just give it a go. And um, yeah. yeah, maybe we should put a challenge out to the readers, to the listeners rather, to say, you know, why don't why don't we do that? Why don't we, you know, why don't we yeah. all do a reading challenge again? You know, everyone picks up a book they've never read but they've always meant to read. Yeah, you know, something like that. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's certainly interesting stuff, and it was a lot of fun, and uh, in, yeah. in a lot of different ways. So you know. Mm. A lot of good talking points came out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly, listeners, obviously, that, that was sort of our experience. We gave ourselves a little reading challenge amongst all the other things we do in our lives and all the comics we read. But, um, yeah. Has there been any comics that, like, you've always wanted to read them? Well, now, now's the time to try it. Or are there any classics you discovered recently? You know, because we're, we're talking about past comics rather than new comics here. Then, um, you know, just let us know. Because um, yeah. they they're probably books that we haven't read. You never know. Yeah. So that was a wasn't that a lot of fun? Or yeah. Well, well, for the most part, <laughs> apart from like, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> apart from my emotional morning. Yeah. <laughs> but you turned it around. Yeah, as people fighting wars, man, it ain't a big, is it? Let's yeah, face it. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but do we have any shout outs this week, gents? Yeah, I've got a few. Um, I was mortally embarrassed by my terrible acting. Yes, <laughs> yes. You two pulled it out of the bag and did some. One of you, Vince, I didn't even know that was you straight away. Vince, um, you fucking absolutely smashed it on yours. Yeah, yeah. You did really well. You uh, did. You both did, actually. You were both amazing. Yeah. Let's uh, let's all kiss now. What? But who knew that uh, Green Arrow is from Hounslow? Um, <laughs> <laughs> <made me> laugh. <laughs> so, what we are alluding to there is get over to the new episode of the Earth 2 Podcast. In fact, get over to the Earth 2 Podcast. It's the yes. one I'm a massive fan. Uh, David and Pete um, are the hosts, and they got a load. They do, they do a read through of um, a series of DC books. Um, listen to their podcast, and you'll work out the theme they've got going. But it's really good. They know their stuff. They do the research. They do a read through. They they even go a few issues ahead and read out the letters that refer to that issue, stuff like that. Um, and we we play different characters in the recent <laughs> episode that involves involves the Seven Soldiers of Victory um and justice league and uh justice society and um yeah it was it was lovely to all albeit slightly embarrassing for me to listen to it going on but they fucking hell that's an editing job man yeah he's done well there yeah, yeah but really uh, well. i think next week is a wrap-up which is i'm cringing about again it's where they're going to talk about my fucking acting ability i think but uh <laughs> it should be it should be another good listen um yeah. adam falp i got to see a, an early version of electric chair um his new it's just him doing this one's just coming out from him i think it's some of the best stuff he's done i will compare um 
one of the strips to a kind of reworking of the fabulous not a reworking it's kind of a little bit of fabulous freak brothers but connected to the comics world you'll you'll see when you see it i'll give it i'll give it a full review when it's a full recommend when it comes out um go and sign up for the uh, page ready for the launch of johnny cannon's the united going underground it's going to be on kickstarter very soon you can go um and sign up for it now it's well worth it i've got literally just got a preview copy through from johnny so i'm I'm probably going to give that a read next couple of days um got a call from andrew hempel again good lad bridlington tables are now open um free to free absolutely free to the small press comics people trying to put comics back into comic-con um and he's doing he's doing the right thing it's the 10th of september at bridlington spa you can contact and reach andrew hempel through the slack if you're on there if you're not on the slack what's wrong with you but you can also contact him on scaro media s-k-a-r-o scaro media at hotmail.com do that go and do it there you go and mine's nice dan uh i've got a couple first one we've got uh no escape from vida futura heaven is a prison with psychotic angels as guards isabella is dead but she has a plan for that a sci-fi afterlife thriller by uh sarah l miles that's just uh, cracking on nicely. We've got uh, Nave of Hearts issue one. Get the indie comic, Nave of Hearts to a Comic Con, a steampunk comic where the gods start trouble, humanity is screwed by uh, Sarah Webb. That's on a note five of me on launch. So go check that one out. And there's another one which I've effed the link up. So uh, I'll try and just. <laughs> We've got a vamp, Tony. We've got a vamp. How, how are you? Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I've got no pants on. Uh, a work in progress comics anthology. An anthology of comics by UK-based community of creators about what change means to them. And a smash through its target. You're going to have a 16 days on that. Uh, oh, they've done by, well on that, haven't they? Yeah, yeah Zach's in that, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, created by Joe Stone. And there's an absolute Exist. myriad of... Yeah, it looks, looks great. Lovely. Some lovely stuff in that. So if you want a shout-out about your comic, Kickstarter, whatever you're doing, uh, do get in touch and let us know. Nice. Cool. So, without further ado, I think it's time to recommend some comics to you, lovely people. We recommend more comics. We've already recommended. You know, we've been talking. We've been talking about comics all night tonight. Nice what, what's, about, what's, yeah. what's wrong with yeah, us? Yeah. We never talk about, about comics. comics for a change. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, who would like to go first? I got two. Shall I go first again? Go for it. Yeah. Pee pee poo poo. All right, grow up, Tony. We just go first, man. Stop, sort of like <laughs> <laughs> issue sixty nine. Uh, yes, there's no. There's, it, it's not the 69th comic no, in the no, series. No. This is a silly numbering system. I can't yeah, believe I've got to put that as a show note as well. PP Poo Poo uh, issue issue 420 is the, the issue that comes out of that, which I brought tonight. So it's like a highbrow take on modern day social issues, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a communist manifesto. Right? Yeah, because <laughs> uh, it talks it about came... both PP and Poo Poo, Dan. Yes, it it, uh, it, it, it pursues both sides of the uh, the, the political divide. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, came out this year, magazine size, um, by Caroline Cash. Uh, spot varnish cover, which I showed you last week, Vince yeah. and I. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, black and white interiors. It, it's an Ignax Award winner. Uh, $9.99, 28 pages, published by the super hot com- company of the moment, Silver Sprocket. Uh, the cover has a play on the keep trucking image by Crump, you know, with the, the long leg extended, mm. um, which is it's, it's kind of cool. Um, it's a nice format. Um, this is a series of stories by Caroline on her own. Um, I've seen, um, it's seen in a way, if you go to the uh, Silver Sprocket site, it's described almost as a companion or a comparison to Daniel Clowns' 8-Ball. Um, 
and it certainly starts that way i'll be honest with you it does have that feel to it um it's almost in a way trying to be a satirical retrospective stroke comparison of books by people like Klausenberg and, and maybe even Jamie Coe from over here. Um, and it crams a couple of one pages and a pinup um, that would have, not everything is like this, but there's a couple of pages that are like crammed full of like 12 panels. And, you know, then there's a sort of odd pinup page that could easily have fitted into some of the underground comics we talked about last week, you know, the sort of the drug, the drug stuff. And that's the second issue I'm, I've got here as well. I bought this morning is called 420. So it does. Um, there's a strip in it called Long Times No See Buddy, um, which is kind of is a is a, almost a recurring one, a strange one, and it plays on how people behave um, when they meet someone again for the first time after a while. And it's twelve panels of this weird kid in a devastated street and environment, inner city environment, um, spouting sort of strange, abnormal for the circumstances platitudes. Um, it's got a sort of haunting but funny vibe. It's strange, it, interesting, you know um after a couple of sort of shorter gang strips you get unofficial art school confidential which is clearly an utter you know uh Klausian strip um it has a modern feel to it um it plays on a few cliches um which i know we were gonna i had a, something to ask you guys about i think with the time we're getting on I might maybe delay that until next week but by showing it such an obvious strip as a cliche um, as a sort of sardonically satirical, dryly humorous, you know, like have you seen the Art School Confidential comic or the Art School Confidential movie? Have you seen them? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I haven't. Dan, Dan's on mute. Oh, so it, it's <laughs> they're kind of <laughs> they're kind of um, it kind of plays on like all the characters you would find at, at art school. You know, you got the loud mouth person with no you know talent. You got the person there on mummy's and daddy's money. You got the person who just goes on about drawing triangles. You know, all this sort of thing, and it, it does play on that from Catherine, from Caroline's point of view. Um, she even in one of them she replicates what's that cartoon with the dog sitting in a, at a table with a hat on and everything's on fire and he's saying everything's oh, fine. Oh yeah, oh, this is yeah. Like, yeah. So it almost becomes a cliche of a cliche of a cliche. So I'm. I'm not a hundred percent sure that it totally works for me. Um, it has, in on on its bonus side, it does have a sort of self-knowing element to it, and it does take the opportunity to take the PP. See what I did there? <laughs> out of herself as a creator, and I like any comic or any people generally in life who can have a sense of humour about themselves. I think. A sense of humour is something that is severely lacking these days. Mm. And she really does lampoon kind of her own life, I'm guessing, that maybe that's what she's, you know, she's drawing on experiences and taking the piss out of it, um, which I kind of like. Um, most of the second half of the comic then kind of leaves that alone. It leaves that um, the satire on older underground comics alone, and it goes on about um, a comedy version of two people going out getting it on and eventually trying to find themselves um in some sense whilst doing it and there's there's some really great great lines in that um i'm just trying to find one now because it just made me laugh there's there's two girls and they're going on about um um how difficult it is to chat up women and um she one says when even i call a girl gorgeous it's seen as a friendly thing you know a, a girl on girl relationship and she says the one the other one says you could tell a girl you want to eat her out and she also think it was a friendly thing. She says, this is driving me nuts. 
you know it's like that it's just <laughs> interesting um self-deprecating funny raw honest good that's where i go that's where i'm going with it um there's um <laughs> right at the end there's some piss takers of you know those losers who spend their lives on twitter there's clearly just a piss take of that which to me was just hilariously funny um there's um the back cover there's a pull quote um that says so one of the pull quotes on the back was ha huh, that was interesting my mum that's all right like that you're gonna put <laughs> um i did honestly when i went into this think it was going to be more of a critique on certain areas and you know sort of series and vibes of certain comics and it it starts off that way it doesn't end that way but it's angry um i'm going to say it's quite personal it seems to be in any way um it's funny it's quite raw it's quite blue it's trans tra- you know the stuff that appeals to me the stuff that we should be doing in these sort of underground outlaw comics and it's well drawn i think it, I, I recommend it today i picked up i haven't made any notes on this one but i picked up pp poo poo issue 420 um and that one has a a full-on eight ball cover on it um which does work really well she 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 gets the color on this she nails the color in the face and everything on it and that's another great one really enjoyed it um it's an ignatz award winner which i don't i was chatting to i won't name the creator but i was chatting to an american creator a couple of days ago and he was saying the ignatz you know it's just it's an in crowd you know circle jerk i think as he referred to it as that but this time i don't know if it deserves an award but it's good put it that way i enjoyed it um they're not overly priced they're quite quite nice books to have you know some of the books on the shelf gosh are just maniacally overpriced i mean this is 9.99 in dollars and i paid a tenner for it so a little bit but Mm. i accept it because i'm a mug (laughs) so (laughs) so that's the uh issue 420 and issue 69 of pp poo poo there you go that's fine damn follow that up uh, well, it was my birthday on Monday. And hey! Happy birthday. Thank you. And uh, I got comic books from you guys. Which, oh, nice one. Uh, I, I read some of today. And the one I'm going to talk about first is uh, Night Fever, given to me by uh, Tony, by uh, written by Ed Brubaker and art by Sean Phillips. <clears throat> you were saying there's a lot of uh, heat about this one. Yeah, they're, seemingly all their releases now, man, get a nice bit of heat about them. Yeah, they're um, yeah, they're they're on a they're on the, the top of their game, I think, at the moment. They really do. Do you yeah. remember... I, I talked about uh, a couple of their books previously, which were The Reckless and uh, The Ghost in You. Yeah. And yeah. it felt like a kind of crime book written as a comic. I get this as kind of like a thriller take as written as a comic. I give you the, the blurb. It seems to me uh, like those those first two books are like modern noir, modern LA noir. Yes. Is what they're going for, yeah. And they, they so, turn uh, it into comic, yeah, yeah. Who are you really? Are the things you do or are you the person inside your mind? In Europe on a business trip, uh, Jonathan Webb can't sleep. Instead, he finds himself wandering the night in a strange foreign city with his new friend, the mysterious and violent Rainer, as his guide. Rainer shows Jonathan the world of uh, hidden world of the night, a world without rules or limits. When he finds starts turns when the fun turns dangerous, Jonathan may find himself trapped in the dark. The question is, will he ever get home? Uh, it's a very difficult story to talk about without doing massive spoilers, but it's kind of a character study uh story told from that that one uh jonathan webb who's kind of like a publishing agent he's sent to do a publishing and he's there in uh in europe on a business trip to kind of like promote stuff and it plays on that idea of when people go on business trips to foreign country they just fucking that they act like a different person because <laughs> they can leave their life behind <clears throat> behind them and they're like 
reinvent themselves in a way on that trip and they can fuck around and do whatever obviously not everyone acts like that but this is kind of a play on that i do <laughs> and he kind of steps outside himself and he the sort of it's great they're sort of amusing by brubaker when he, he starts talking about this life that he's cultivated for himself and that he's actively worked for it's now become a bit of a kind of a prison and it holds him in remember like when fight club starts saying about the the things you end you end up owning end up owning you because you're tied to them in a way and yeah. this this character has same reflections about his life so when he gets to play out a kind of a bit of a different role while he's away and it all goes fucking south very quickly it kind of makes him reevaluate his life and what he's got going on and what he has to lose uh i really enjoyed it a uh, stunning stunning artwork from sean phillips it's just the, the, the one, one, detail, that one is it? yes it's the one i've yeah. done all self-contained uh it does get risky in places but again Ideal. when i'm re- when i'm reading this i'm like shit i'm there like the detailing it's got the architecture it's got like the the interiors that they all feel real and like we're in these places uh, it's, it's really well done uh, again like i was mentioning with the walking dead a few pages in and i'm barely conscious that i'm reading the book anymore and i'm just in yeah. the story going through it yeah uh, <clears throat> yeah highly recommended i really enjoyed it and uh thank you for getting it to me i might have missed it otherwise pleasure man what, so did, what, did, v, what did you get in v you've got me assassination and the other book where here is uh six sidekicks of trigger king a little bit, a little bit of Kyle Starks flavor because I believe Assassin Nation is also Kyle Starks as well, isn't it? Yeah, I but I fucking love Kyle Starks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's done a lot it of writing is... and doing loads of writing at the moment. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we love his stuff. And I think He's... Assassin Nation, it, when it, when it said in the blurb, it's got that sort of um, the same sort of energy as like Sex Castle and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, yeah, that's me, that's yeah. me all over. Yeah, I think Sarah. Sarah Harris said, "Like Dan, you've not read Sex Castle," and <laughs> was a bit taken aback by it because it was like it was almost like it was written for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's great. Yeah, cool. So, um, yeah, so you might might hear more about those books mm. in the future. Yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I um, picked up a few issues this week on the digitals. Uh, one of which um, we'll come back and talk about. Um, probably next week because i the others have read it but mark miller's big game i'm i've just, her, mate i've just bought Bark it so great. yeah so i'm gonna read that um but i picked up a, a couple of issues that um i read through uh just a brief mention void rivals 2 very much enjoyed yeah, it i read it too yeah uh, i've not read this one yet yeah very much enjoyed it like what they're doing Similar um, to how they paced the first one, actually, yeah, with the sort yeah, of twist towards yeah. the end of it, I think. Yeah. Although, because I'm not a big Transformers fan, I had to look up the character. You have them. to tell me what the character is at the end. Uh, I guess I'll read it and find uh, out. Well, <laughs> it, yeah. essentially, it, the the story is what it is because it's a lot more um, about like these two the void rivals, yeah, the yeah. void rivals, yeah. which which I liked. I liked the fact that it wasn't overtaken by whatever the big this universe is. It's like, no, let's yeah. concentrate on this new story. Um, and there's one particular page, Tony. I'm I'm sure you agree. Like when they're talking about the two civilizations, but the artwork sort of cut down the middle. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's political with a small p, isn't it? It's yeah. pointing out yeah. pointing out a lot to us that we should realise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but I also picked up uh, an issue uh, on uh, Comicsology, Scrapper number one. Okay. Now, this was an issue. Um, this is from Cliss, uh, Cliff Blazinski, who, um, if anyone recognizes that name, he's he was big in the video game um, sort of a genre, responsible for games like Gears of War and lots of things like that. Um, bit of a, a comic. And uh, a bit of a video game sort of rock and roll sort of icon kind of thing in the video games industry. He's since gone on to do, um, I think he's done. He's, he's got like a production company and does plays on Broadway now. But he makes okay. his comics debut um, alongside Alex DeCampi and the artist Sandy uh, Jarrell or Urell, however you say it. I apologise, Sandy. Um, but basically, uh, the synopsis is Blade Runner style action mixes with big emotions as stray dog Scrapper and his buddy Tank fight for justice against the totalitarian forces of a post-apocalyptic domed city. But when the fight comes to his home, Scrapper will face losing what's most important to him and gain a terrifying truth in the process. It does say in brackets, don't worry mum, the dog doesn't die. Now, this is, I mean, I immediately, I saw this, it's got a lovely cover um by um uh, uh Yarrell and uh, Juan E Ferreira um sort of it's sort of sketchy and painterly as well um and th- this I heard a bit about this this um this is on my radar just online I was like oh that looks quite interesting I, so I thought I'd give it a go and also I'm a sucker for like animal based tales and stuff mm. I, mean, I mean lord knows I, I stray dogs is one of the best things I've read in in years as well and this is the, the, the take on um, a dog, like a genuine a dog being a superhero. Uh, and there's a letter at the end from uh, Cliff. I say it's a letter, but there's a, a sort of prose piece at the end from the writer sort of saying, uh, talking about, well, when I was thinking about how many cool superhero dogs are there, really, there was Crypto, and he goes, he could think of Bolt, but there wasn't too many, like, genuine... Bound. A dog, wait, he didn't even mention that one. Uh, but, it, like... And I'll talk about the letter in a second. Uh, <laughs> um, but he was like, "Oh, let's let's create like a a cool sort of superhero, uh, like a new superhero that like just just an animal." So it's it's a bit sci-fi. It has superhero tendencies. It felt to me very much like an animated show in a lot of ways, and part of that is due to the the work of the artist, which I will say it, it it's got a it's got a very sort of clean light. It sort of moves at quite a pace. Um, there's a slightly sort of pulpy nature to it um and they've got to draw animals like actually genuine four-legged animals and make them look like animals like rather than like cartoons which is a task um so that so they've done this well and it's an enjoyable first issue i I, you know when i finished it i was like okay you know it's an okay issue i think maybe i was expecting to be like open it up and it was going to be like we're going to mention Scurry again. You know that kind of like, holy yeah, fuck! Yeah, holy yeah, fuck. yeah I'm just is... looking at some of the images now. Yeah, um, is it a little bit decompressed? A little bit. Yeah. Um, there's, and for me, the artwork is the best thing about it. It does. Yeah. You know, it's it's. I I like the nature of it. There's a science fiction world being built up, and it's nice colours. Yeah. There's a. It's got sort of neons to it, and the background is there's a dome city, and there's um there's something called Smite, which is the special monopoly for industrial tech and engineering. And there's basically huge robots that, if there's any technology, it's treated as property, and if you're using things, they take it away from you. That kind of. So it's building. 
so there is a world there and these dogs there's these two dogs um scrapper and tank and you get a sense they've known each other for a bit they're walking around the city and they're they're not superheroes in the normal sense of like capes and disguises or whatever they're just like two dogs walking around the city there was something about like i say it was okay i don't know how many issues it's gonna be but it kind of felt a little basic Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, there was a um, there was a real. I I don't know whether I had expectations of it being too in depth. Yes, they they do um, build on the like loyalty and friendship between the dogs, which you get a sense of, and they're talking to each other. Apparently, Scrapper can actually talk, and people understand him. Right. But there's lots of moments that I was I was sort of missing out on, and I was like, "What well, really? Okay." Um, a few sort of shortcuts. They they just they do some wonderful sort of building up of like, especially when you see these spider-like smite robots. It it builds up that sort of part of it well. But when it sort of fell apart for me, and and there's there's a brilliant um, action scene, for instance, like um, when these kids are being this kid's being kidnapped and uh, Scrapper basically just there's a wonderful sort of panel. Which we've talked about before, these great sort of panels. You know when a, a figure is moving through yeah. the panel and you yeah. see several different versions of them and, and it's this dog jumping up, you know, on these rooftops and jumping onto this like flying car to stop the people getting away. That's a, you know, the action's like really well done. It kind of faltered to me at the end when they, they brought in Scrapper. You see a bit of his backstory and he lives with this, this couple who run like an Italian restaurant. And it's all very nice and lovely, and you you get some like nice or pretty fairly realistic dialogue um, of them looking after their dog. Um, then there's two there's two bits that really kind of took me out of the book. Okay. Um, the first one that was like what? <laughs> Scrapper goes into the restaurant at night, and there are rats like dangling down like. Um, and they're going to try and sort of steal some stuff, and they've got like some scissors and like the, these rats talk as well. Um, but they're they're basically just trying to sneak in and steal some things. I was going to say like Mission Impossible, like, yeah. and I would be completely on the nose because when you see this page, it feels like this was a mistake that someone actually put in the book, <laughs> right? Because the scrapper enters the restaurant, and you've got a splash page of these rats sort of dangling down and in brackets at the top it says the mission impossible theme music plays oh it's too obvious man and i was like that's a groan i was yeah and that's exactly what it was i was like what that's got no context for anything we've done before like but firstly someone someone might say oh yeah it's for kids though kids would understand that movie was fucking 20 years ago yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it de- and I was like, that doesn't. If anything, it breaks up the flow of it. Mm. Um, and too and, knowing, mate. Too knowing. Yeah, Just tell a story. Yeah. And then shortly afterwards, you, you get a scene with his owners, and Smite come along, and something bad happens. Okay. The way the issue kind of ended, uh, and you have a big reveal of like. Like he's got like Scrapper's got he sort of morphs up. Do you know what I mean? He almost like like it looks like a werewolf at some point. He sort of like he grows and he he takes on this robot. And it, there's a catastrophe. There's a tragic event that happens. But the way that is treated in the in the comic, I was like, 
Oh, so that just kind of happened then. And like, considering all the weight they put on this particular scene leading up to it. Sorry, listeners, you're going to have to read this for yourself. I do recommend you listen, you read it, because I'd like to see what you think, you know, what other people think yeah, about yeah. this. I felt, yeah. considering it's the last it sort of thing, the, yeah. the last thing that happens, I was like, huh? What? And before it's moving on to the next... If the next issue doesn't kind of deal with the aftermath of what just happened, why have they done it like that? Um... So that that was the this story. It does sound weird. Is it, that it was it when was he's, he's, um, if he's not used to writing comics, he does have Alex DeCampi who has written some comics yes. with yeah. him. You would think that's the reason she's there to Yeah, to yeah. guide him and stuff like yes. this. Yeah, yeah. And with these sort of things when you have people moving from other, you know, medias or you know, and they're working with writers, there's a there's a real fog, isn't there? There's a real you don't know how many people is that, are judging. Is that a mistake in editorial? You know yeah. what I mean? Sometimes, yeah, you know, yeah, it could a be a single vision from an editorial group. You know, we we often blame stuff on editorial. I don't know whether we should do, yeah. but sometimes it's the case. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the and the last thing I'll sort of say about the issue there, there's a there's a letter at the end, um, just called Dog Days. It's a prose piece from um, sort of a cliff, pacing about how did this book come to be, and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I quite like it when writers sort of say, oh, when. When this happened, I had this he idea. Say this was going to be a cartoon pitch, does he? Um, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> but he he does talk a little bit about the things he's done, and then he talk he does talk. He, there's a there's a good amount of it. Most of it is about like his pet dog he had that passed away, and then he got a new dog. So there's a lot of dog talk in it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you know, I was like, all right. And you have the traditional, along with this letter, you've got some sketches from the artist, character designs along it. Lovely. Um, and I, I read all of this, and then there was one little bit at the end where he says, "I digress." One last thing: this book also wouldn't exist without Alex DeCampi, and he sort of he he spends a couple of lines saying, "Like thank you to Alex DeCampi," um, and that's kind of it. That's how the letter ends. And I thought to myself, "What about the artist?" <laughs> well, this, this, the way this book looks and the way this book sings when this book yeah. sings it is best and this fucking character design artwork with your yeah, why is no one the artwork's really good on this <laughs> I was like why have you just do you think we're living in a, in a, stray, a post stray dogs world where that did so well these yeah people think they can just fucking put out this, um, I will, this rushed I, off stuff. I will, I, will, I, will, I wouldn't be surprised if these people don't know about stray dogs. Right. Um. You know, th- th- this feels like oh, someone's had an idea and they want to try this idea. They may not be aware of the other ideas that are out there. If it might jump... be why it's been picked up. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah Supposed to them not yeah. knowing about it, it yeah. might be. Yeah. And I think, oh good, it, oh good, we've got a talking yeah. dog story here. Let's yeah. get that out. I, and I think I think it's been. You know, it's picked picked up with the creators involved and the names involved, um, and and certainly, it's an okay beginning. It's an okay beginning, but I don't know how many issues this is going to be. You can't really tell from digital sometimes. Like what I read was you can't tell from Diamond these times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he he sort of he mentions in that letter at the end, like I I lo- he loves all types of comics, but two books that made an impression were were. We three and Pride of Baghdad, and he says there's just something about comics that feature animals that hit extra hard for me, and I totally get that because we've read those books that where you tell a human story using animals and it fucking breaks your heart, doesn't it? There's just some of them are just like fuck. 
there's something about using you know the creatures that we love to tell a very human story um so i get where he's coming from it's just like i just i think i'm gonna buy issue two just to kind of see it sounds strange just to see if i'm going to be pleasantly surprised or pissed okay. off or pissed off do you know what I mean? Because um, and it's not for the it's not for the one to try because there's a lot of people like putting in great stuff in, into this book. How much was this, mate? I think this was a, a for oh, yeah, it was two ninety nine digital. Okay, so the cheaper end of and it's it's yeah. thirty two okay. pages. It's thirty two yeah. pages. That's not bad. Is, yeah. Well, for these these, these yeah. days, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. get you get in the book. So and it's a mini series. I think I don't know how many the series is, but they're attempting to tell a big world, and obviously there's a lot of big things going on about it just felt a little bit basic in some of its construction um yeah and that just uh, there was a few things that was like mm, doesn't really work with me doesn't really work with me but good and bad good yeah, and bad yeah, yeah, still yeah, yeah, worth yeah. still worth checking out i know there's people that just absolutely love comics like involving animals as well don't they it's not like right okay i have to be careful i can't watch that i can't watch a yeah. dog die i can't yeah. do it you there know, is that like... website isn't it you can put it in Seth. does dogs did dogs, the yeah. dogs die yeah oh right cool. yeah and you can I, look up well, the film like, and it'll tell can, you like Ken Dodd's dogs died, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. Ken Dodd's dog. Ken Dodd's dogs died. Dad by it. No, what, Doddy. What? <laughs> but ba- basically, I think I think Tony, with this one, you don't have to worry about dogs dying. I think it's <laughs> okay. Good humans good. will die. And I got so, down there. I got that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and so 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 all my energy for the rest of this show. Bingo, uh, did he? You know, Doddy. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, have you got one more to take home? I've got one more, yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> um, emptiness. Now, I, I don't know if you guys get these. I get all these emails from Global Comics saying, oh, we've given it another tweak. Have a look. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. so, They're constantly working on that. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So many updates and like real changing change it so much for the better it's great yeah it's really smooth now isn't it I have to yeah say. yeah yeah and there's a couple of things that are sort of evident on the site i'm going to mention at the end of this actually which i think are really interesting so i thought i'll have a cruise through find a small press book um and emptiness is a book i found i was attracted to it obviously because there's a naked lady on the cover and it was free um it's uh script and art by Ser- sergio carrera letters by michael hoffert jr um opens with a quote from kafka which also got me down for it um I'm feeling good about it. In man's struggle against the world, bet on the world. Franz Kafka, great quote. Um, In the not-too-distant future, a nameless girl is the only survivor of the human race, being forced to wander through abandoned cities in search, and seaside towns and the beach and everything, uh, in search for meaning for her new life, only to discover that one of the worst things of all is loneliness. So an interesting concept. Not a groundbreaking concept, but something that um, I like that sort of thing. I often dream about being the only person in the world, don't you? I think it'd be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always, my mum and dad always remember being a kid and they'd say, oh, I just want a bit of peace and quiet. And I can never understand it. But now when you become a parent and get a bit older, it's like, oh, mate, I fucking want peace and quiet. Yeah, it would be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she is a kind of cool, hippie, hipster, tattooed lady. Um she's um in the on the cover she's laying on the grass naked looking up at you Not, nothing's exposed but you can you know it's got that um there's the the title of the cover actually is interesting so the title of the book is emptiness but there's a kind of reflection a shadow of other words behind the main title of um sexuality love memory and loneliness um which 
really evocative of the feel of the book which i really like this is only a short book i think it's only like 10 15 pages long um okay first first and foremost absolutely beautifully drawn book you know page to page has this realism but a realistic uh stillness to it which i like um the i won't spoil the ending i think Okay. I think because it's free, anyone can go on the website. Look, we 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 we're using the app, but the website's everyone is going to get access to the website. Um, and she wanders these streets, and at one point she goes to the beach and goes swimming naked. And of course, there's no one to see her, so no one cares, and she doesn't. And um, there's this theme of interacting with the world outside, and this theme of interacting with the animals and nature and mother earth essentially around her as she she goes on so she begins to find that even the food in the tins at this point is going off so she's having to shoot a rabbit to survive um there's wolves that tore around um and it ends there's a there's a honestly um what you feel is a spiritual contact between this individual as they have to learn to survive but they have to they're almost communing with the earth at the same time it's it's a beautiful little story like that simply told uh, and there's a little moment at the end, which is a nice little surprise. Um, the, which is 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 actually quite nice, but also has a bit of action to the end of it. You, if you, I suggest you go and see it. Now, the thing I want to talk about is um, around global comics is they have this thing on there. I'm not sure if they've always had this, but perhaps it's something I've only noticed. Is if you go and look at the description of the comic, it tells you how many reads it's had. Have you seen this? Oh no, no. Yeah, interesting. And this one has had 58,000 views. Wow. Bloody hell. That's quite a few. <laughs> That's good, man. You know, even I think it's a great calling card for um, for Sergio, for his art. And it's, you know, I can think that 58,000 views, I, I'd like to think I've got him picked up by someone who's going to pay him a good amount of money to draw. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I really... I really liked it. I went and looked at some of his other stuff equally as good. I think this one really, there's so much detail on it. I'm not sure if you guys have got it in front of you, but have a look at it. Um, and he draws walls. Great. Um, of all ages. Let's say that without spoiling anything. Um, but yeah, emptiness free. It's currently free on the global comics, uh, global and C O M I X site. Um, and it's great. Yeah. Good stuff. That's my second one. Nice one. Amazing. Lots of different comics this week to check out. Uh, on all platforms, all mediums, and you should definitely check yep. them out. Um, and certainly, we hope you have enjoyed our little uh, comic reading challenge experience and our little ranting. Um, of course, we want—we always want to know what you guys think, and there's several different ways you can get in touch with us. You can uh, email us awesomecomicspod at gmail dot com. Follow us on social media at the awesome pod. Um, if you want a wonderful community of people, we already shouted out at the beginning of the show, but there is a Slack. Uh, group that's got a you know if you don't even if you don't like social media it's it's basically slacks if you don't know what slack is it's like a discord server it's it's just for this this show and this community and there's a wonderful group of people there's loads of different channels on there there's channels for art there's channels for like just to keep the discussion going on this particular you know on podcast episodes rants just lots of good natured comic book tips it's a brilliant place to be in it Dan it's it's a fantastic place to be. I'm always most certainly. Yeah. yeah. So please, and if you want to get involved, let us know, and we'll get you in there. And just that'll be it. Then that you'll just be soaring, running mm. away with it. Um, but 
wherever you heard us, we uh, truly appreciate it, whether it be um, on our website, awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, then leave a review, say something nice about us, because we're, we're, we've got fragile egos. Attention whores. And, uh, yeah, we are attention whores. Um, or just whores. Um, but, <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> but if you heard us on any other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what are the networks you're on, Tony? We're on the Pod Network. Am I the only person who thinks that procreate sounds like fucking? <laughs> I'd never considered that. But I'll check out the podcast. I have. <laughs> I have. Um, amongst other things. But um, yes, where can people find us online, etc.? Tony? Uh, never on anything.com. Uh, there's a new pod coming out. There's just come out about yes. Doctor Two comics. I've got nice. another one coming out promoting one of our buddies' comics in a couple of days. There you go. Nice, Dan. You can read uh, my comic Vanguard at vanguardcomic.com or you could buy my comics at dzpublishing.bigcartel.com. Nice. Nice. D-W-Z-W. Dan, I do need to say, obviously, when Vanguard wraps up, we're going to do an epic Vanguard sort of poster yeah, sort of thing. Um, but I really fucking hope some of these villains get horrible comeuppances because they they are horrible. Yeah, they've got to be horrible. I do like the, the the previous page was like that lovely image of them on the motorbikes. I think that's really well drawn. Next next oh, page, cheers, fucking mentalness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just absolute. Yeah, yeah, well worth it. Check it out, folks. Yeah, and you can follow me on social media at Jester Diablo. Thank you very much for listening, wherever you are in the world. We hope you're doing all right, happy, healthy, and reading comics to just get you excited. Whatever we've ranted about, whatever the news is, whatever the clickbait journalism and all, all of this nonsense, comics are great, and we hope you're reading, making, yeah. and, and just experiencing the sequential medium in a way that just absolutely energizes you. And whoever you are, wherever you're from, um, whatever opinions you have, we're open to looking at your comics, and we're also open to you joining the Slack. Yeah. Come and have a decent comic centric conversation. Just be just be good people. Don't be dicks. Yeah. That's that's yeah. All, that's that's all we sort of say. All sort um, of criminals. Yeah. <laughs> Leave that to us. No, I'm only joking. Yeah. Um <laughs> But no, it, we hope you're happy, healthy, and just enjoying comics as a whole. Whenever you hear this, it could be you could be listening to it on the day it releases, or this could be like ten years in the future when the alien overlords have keep us. By the time Frank's back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, uh, I, I know we had Miller Watch, Tony, but do you want to start the um, Welcome Back, Should we Frank? start Castle Watch? Yeah, yeah. Castle Watch. Actually, it just makes us sound like a historical podcast. Right, like Dan, a I, have a little, I have a little post-it note on my computer. I'm going to put Castle Watch down and today's date. There you go. Okay. okay. And when he's back, there's going to be Frank's back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe in brackets again. Again, <laughs> again, again. Yeah. Um, but we'll be back again, again next week. So... Um, yeah, join us there for more comic chatter. And uh, until then, read loads of comics, make loads of comics. Yes. Just enjoy your lives. And uh, there's something else they've got to do, guys. What should they do? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.